Talk Live. And you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. So enjoy those features on us there. You'll find them free. Freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. Once again, the number 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. That is the point of the program. We will start things out here with Verdi on the line in California. Verdi, you're on Free Talk Live. Well, hi. Um, you know, I just want to um, express my views on how I feel um, about Charlie Sheen. Uh, what about Charlie it, Sheen? Uh, it's amazing how the media is portraying him. Um, you know, well, now the truth is, yes, he did have a drug problem. Yes, he, there, there was some erotic behavior. Yes, this was happening. And, and this this happened before as well. But why in the world is the media enlightening that now? Well, now hold on a second. Let me just see if I can uh, bring our listeners up to speed or myself, perhaps, because I don't know if I'm fully aware of all of the uh, allegations and or facts in this case. Uh, Charlie Sheen kind of making a splash in the media right now due to some, um, I guess, what is being described as erratic behavior, um, getting on uh, talk shows and just letting it fly uh, with how he feels about things that uh, maybe uh, viewpoints are a little unpopular as a result of some of the things he said, allegedly he has lost his job on a television program, two guys and something, a pig or whatever. Um, and so I guess he's lost his job and people are talking about him because, well, America's obsessed with Hollywood and uh, pop culture. So and you're saying what now? Well, what I'm saying is that if we recall back. That, I mean, do you remember the day Charlie Sheen called into Alex Jones' network and said that he felt the 9-11, 9-11 was a controlled demolition? And that, I mean, that's what he said. And then, you know, time after that, he, see, he started, you know, looking more into it. He became a part of that 9-11 truth mo- movement. Mm. And he said that he felt that that was a controlled demolition and it was a conspiracy. That's what he basically said. Yeah. Now, we know that the globalists, what, what they do is... is I mean, it's a puppet show. Who's we? Who, who, what, what, what? You said we know. Who's we? We, the people, the the, the people that are awoken from, and know the truth of this. Because there are people that are still asleep What's and are truth? not aware of the conspiracy. Oh, so you're and saying that, that, that the conspiracy is the true story uh, with 9-11. Now, which conspiracy is it? Is it the one where the aliens uh, flew their ships into the buildings? Or, or is, is it holographs? Is it with a death ray? Or you know, what's the true story for you? Because there's a bunch of different stories. And can you back off your phone a little bit? It sounds like you're swallowing it. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, better. Well, what I believe is... Really. Is that better? A little, a little bit, bit there, yeah. Okay, now, um, what I believe is that... I mean, 9-11, when that happened, it, was so, it hit us so hard. And nobody looked into the fact that, that these were amateurs that hijacked the planes. These were amateurs. Like Are there professional said. plane hijackers? I'm just curious. I mean, no. I mean, what, what I'm trying to say is that these are not trained people. What they did was they hijacked planes, and 75% of their targets, like Charlie Sheen said, were all successful. They hit the, they, I mean, they hit the Pentagon. They hit the, the towers. Innocent people died. Well, what more could they want? The signaling of 9-11. The signaling of the New World Order that's coming. And... 
What I'm now, is it here is, yet, or when will we know if the, the New World Order is, is actually here? Well, you know, there's a conspiracy theory and then there's a corny theory. The corny theory is that in 2012, we're all going to be um, shackled down in chains and Obama is going to be laughing in our faces. That's not what's going to happen. We are enslaved to these type of things uh, through media, through technology, and, you know, like you said, Hollywood and pop culture. That's how it works. Okay, I mean, so you can believe, you know, whatever story you want. I don't know what the story, I don't know what the true story is regarding 9-11. I'm not going to take a position on that because for me it's irrelevant, and I can talk about why here in a moment. But uh, just to get back to your original point, because you were calling about Charlie Sheen, I just want to kind of wrap this around. Are you suggesting that Charlie Sheen's troubles only began after he came out of the closet uh, about uh, his beliefs regarding 9-11? Um, no, no. As we know, Charlie Sheen does have a problem, and Charlie's admitted that. I'm not excusing this behavior, you know? Nobody really is, but what I'm trying to say is that this is also an effort. I mean, him getting fired, him losing his job, this is also an effort to destroy his image, therefore, because he exposed the globalist. He exposed that. He exposed... What happened? How did he expose that by yeah, going I, I, on? I have to disagree. I think Charlie Sheen is, um, you know, has uh, went on to a tele, uh, uh, you know, a radio show that has a lot of uh, acclaim to it. He said some stuff that was outrageous. He got into some trouble. He decided that the best route to handling that trouble was to say more outrageous stuff. And, um, you know, he got into some more trouble. And then he decided the best route to handle that was to say some more outrageous stuff. And he did that again. I mean, if Charlie Sheen comes out and says something even more outrageous, he's going to get more publicity. If we were to start saying outrageous things on this show, we'd get publicity. It wouldn't have anything to do with any globalists. It wouldn't be the right kind of publicity. This is one of the reasons that I really dislike the conspiracy theory mindset. It it's not about Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen doesn't have any power. It's the globalists that are controlling this whole thing. They're twisting the media, and they're making it so Charlie Sheen's outrageous comments. Why didn't the globalists keep Alex Jones off of The View? I mean, you'd think that if they were so powerful, they would be able to easily manipulate a producer of a television program. What you just said, you made a great point, and I'm not going to uh, criticize you in a cruel way for that, you know? Uh, that, that's the great thing about our country, that... Freedom of speech, you know. I mean, you can say exactly what you want. You could get on here and say, "You know what? Screw you, man. You're stupid." Well, you know, yeah, but you've got freedom of speech, but you don't have the freedom to get on a, this program. I and mean, we allow anybody to come on Free Talk Live, but the View is a much more controlled uh, place. Now, for those that don't know, the View is a very popular uh, ABC, I believe it's ABC Networks uh, television program, daytime TV uh, show hosted by five, I think four or five women, mm-hmm. um, including uh, Joy Goldberg, Whoopi Goldberg, yeah, and there's, there's Barbara, Barbara Walters. Walters. Yeah. Barbara Walters. There's also this woman that is an incredibly fascist uh, woman neocon. on there. Yeah. What's that? She's the, ne- the, the blonde, blonde neocon. Yeah, the blonde yeah. neocon. Anyway, they actually had Alex Jones on their program for uh, what appeared to be a full segment, or at least a good segment, five or six minutes and you know it was a it was a great appearance for alex jones uh, i don't know yeah. if either of y'all saw it but uh, i did i did see it i thought it was incredibly entertaining he dropped uh, building seven within 30 seconds uh during the interview he plugs his website at least three times and uh, and also calls george bush a murderer i mean it was pretty <laughs> awesome which most of the women li- 
liked. Well, they didn't want to talk about that, though. Yeah. All they wanted to talk about was Charlie Sheen and, you know, Hollywood stuff. So if, if there's this global conspiracy, please explain to me how it is these ultra-powerful people with all this influence can't keep a, a, some, you know, somebody like Alex Jones relegated to, uh, you know, the crackpot networks and, you know, instead of getting him on The View, which is one of the most widely seen television programs in the country. Hey, you make a great point. You make a great point. Now, listen, Alex Jones, you might think, okay, well, how is he still alive if this conspiracy is true and the globalists want to keep themselves a secret? How That's an even better happen? question, actually. I'm glad you asked it. What's the, Yeah, go ahead with your thoughts. I mean, I, I really appreciate that. That's actually a really good point that I'm about to make. Now, listen, Alex Jones, I mean, he's been kicked out of hotels. And he, and don't, don't, don't get me wrong, he's not Charlie Sheen's status where he's doing drugs and getting with hookers and you know, making hell of a night. But what I'm trying to say is that Alex Jones does not have it easy. He's on the view. Yes, he's there. And yes, today he went a little Hulk Hogan on everybody. I understand that. He went a little crazy. But you need to understand that it is not the goal. When I say globalist, I'm not saying the entire government. I'm not even saying Barack Obama. We, we, can't, we can't stand here and say that Barack Obama is a part of a conspiracy trying to take over the world and murdering innocent people. Well, that's what a lot of people in, in the conspiracy, uh, for lack of a better term, movement believe. They believe that Barack Obama's a puppet, and they believe that you know the uh, the media is controlled by these uh, you know ultra-secretive globalist types. Thanks for the call tonight. You didn't really answer the question, uh, but I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. If they're so influential and powerful and controlling... Why is it that they can't keep somebody like Alex Jones quiet? They'll blow up the, the towers of 9-11, but they won't shoot one talk show host? Right. I mean, I'm not saying on. they should. No, no, I'm just really. Saying, you know, what Alex the heck? seems like a nice guy. Well, what about Julian Assange? More coming up. You take control. Free time. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231. The number brought to you by SACL CAI. You can enjoy our archives over at freetalklive.com. We've got uh, the last several years' worth all free for you. The Right there, the last top, uh, top of the page, the last seven days. And then click into the archive section to go all the way back to late 2006. All for free at freetalklive.com. Thanks to HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You can create your very own website there with their free site builder tools, and they have 4,500 templates from which to choose. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, you can let the experts at HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com host you. Get their 99.9% uptime guarantee, 45-day money-back guarantee, and 24-7 technical support. And your first month completely free when you go through hostgator.freetalklive.com. All right, 800-259-9231. Uh, you can take control of the airwaves. Uh, real quick, just to 
just as I said, I would mention it to the uh, the last caller, uh, Verdi, who called in about this whole Charlie Sheen thing and how it's all because of what he said about 9-11, even though he said later that that wasn't why he was being picked on. But it certainly sounded like that's what he was saying. Like on, on one hand, he was saying that that wasn't why he was being picked on, not Charlie Sheen's views on 9-11. But on the other hand, it did sound like he was saying that's why he was being picked on, didn't it? Yeah, it sounded to me like he was trying to imply that because he's taken that position on 9-11 that they kind of attacked him in the media. But I think that he gave them a little bit of ammo to attack them with. Absolutely. And, and you know, I heard both interviews because I had some emails from friends who said, oh, go listen to Charlie on, on Alex's show so you could go on YouTube and listen to it. And I think, um, uh, you know, being in rehab, I think that people sometimes when they come down, they come down real hard and they get mm. full of adrenaline. All their anger comes out. All the things that they've been repressing come out. And I think that's where Charlie's at right now. I feel bad for him. And I, I hope that uh, he... Uh, he he heals what what's what's going on right now. It's like an open wound right now with Charlie in the media, and he shouldn't be exposing that. But he, but he's chosen to do so. But uh, I don't well, think well good he's... on him if he doesn't really care. Then he doesn't really care, right? And sure, is, he can afford to not care. Yeah, right. I you know, I mean, being a movie star means never having to say you're sorry, right? Well, true. It's TV star making what a million dollars an episode, whatever it is. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Didn't yeah. he trash a couple hotel rooms or something like yeah, that? He with a freaking rock star. He He's, went in a binge. He, he went. He went down to some you know Caribbean island with two chicks, calling him, calling his two chicks his posse, his goddesses. You know, yeah. whatever, man. <laughs> I know. Whatever. Well, a lot know? of guy, a lot of people would envy him for that, and and yeah. But then he gets caught with like street prostitutes or whatever, right? But what difference does it make? Yeah, that's his thing. I have yeah. no judgment against. He that's what he wants to do. Yeah, he's not married anymore. You know, he's he's. That's what he wants to do. That's fine. It's not that. I, I just think that he needs to have some good friends around him right now. Right. And getting caught with street prostitutes is only elevates Charlie's career. Really? <laughs> In some circles, it probably does. I, not mine. Yeah. But uh, well, like, anyway, what, did you have you watched Two Men and a Baby or whatever no. it is? I mean, what I I don't even know the name of the show. I don't either. I think it's called it's, Two and a Half Men. So it's yeah, Two and a Half uh, Men. Thank you very much. Um. So yeah, therefore, the media uh, exposure for Charlie Sheen doesn't matter. You don't matter in that whole equation, Ian. Right. You're not going to watch his show. No, so not at the all. people, what what Charlie wants is everybody who's watched his show to continue to watch it and watch it and come back and watch it and watch it more often. Those are the folks that care. Well, he's Maybe gotten some publicity for himself in the show, but um, I, you know, I, I listened to the interview. I think that I agree with him on a lot of things about AA and some of the the whole recovery mentality, which doesn't work for all people. Uh, it kind of puts you in this box, like you're sick your whole life, and you're yeah. and and I don't always agree. Well, Penn with and that. Teller did a great episode, I think, on uh, on Alcoholics Anonymous and how there's a lot of bunk uh, to yeah. it and. Yeah, and and so I th- I can feel I can understand how he'd feel repressed over having all that kind of laid on him all these years and and being in this position where um, yeah. he he's he's in fear of falling off the wagon all the time and when you're in fear of falling off a wagon you're probably going to fall off the wagon sooner or later. I think you're right, Wayne, when you say that he gave them all the am- uh, ammunition that they needed. And for all for all we know, this producer's been waiting for a reason to fire Charlie Sheen. Right? He's, there's mm-hmm. always. There's always that possibility where this guy is just so annoying to him and he's so un- he's so disappointed that he made the choice to hire him that now there's all this publicity. Okay, it's a perfect time. But if he hadn't hired him, he may not axe. have been successful with the series because Char- Charlie's a very talented actor yeah, yeah. and personality. But the problem, too, is that there's also allegations and, and it seems like there's some pretty good uh, fair allegations that the producer was also kind of nudging him. In other words, this was a battle going on with them for a while. They didn't really like each other, but they would coexist mm-hmm. to, because they were in business together. Right. And so that's also blowing up. It's frequent up. in the entertainment business. It, it can be. If, if you're working for a producer or a director you don't like, 
direct very much. The director, you can have the producer fire him if you're a star, but mm-hmm. if, it's, if it's the guy's the producer, he's getting the money, he's the one who created the show in many cases, so it's not different. You, it can't, you can't fire the producer if you're the star of the show. But I like the point that you made earlier about how uh, Charlie Sheen gave them all the ammo that they needed, because if you look at somebody like Jesse Ventura, this is a guy who has also come out of the, the, the 9-11 closet, uh, for lack of a better term, and he's parlayed that into a new career. I mean, he's got a TV show called Conspiracy, Conspiracy Theory. Theory. Yeah, and so I mean, Jesse uh, Jesse has made a a new move in his uh, in his career uh, for this. I mean, for, because he's taken on this persona or this personality of uh, being in, into conspiracy theories. And from what I can understand, that show has been fairly popular, and it was signed for another season or something like that. Yeah. yeah so, so the the idea clearly that, the globalists didn't stop him from getting a TV show. Right. The idea that there's <laughs> this one group of elite guys. They probably smoke cigars. Oh yeah, um, definitely. They, they always wear suits. They're probably a little portly and they have <laughs> Cubans, of course. gray hair too they have all gray hair <laughs> and they have it out for freedom and you know whatever it is that they have it out for and that they're really scared of the guys that are talking about the conspiracy theories is it's just ludicrous well, I mean, well you know i think on one hand at that extreme you're right mark but I, I also think that there are people who are worth multiple billion dollars who know other people worth multiple billion dollars and if you have that much money you can grease the skids of progress in many oh, different directions absolutely there so are you have, rich people that will do bad things yeah. To get what they want, I just don't think they meet in one group and cartelize because they want different things. Well, many it, of them want power that yeah, they sure. others have, and they're jealous of that. And so the yeah, the idea that they're all meeting up is pretty silly. I well, well, well there, 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 there are meet. there are meetings. I mean, the Bilderberg Group is a real thing, and so are some of the other groups. But no the, doubt. The point but is, is that there are different factions. Who's to say factions. they aren't competing with yeah. uh, oh, other groups around the world? Well, there are factions within that same thing because there are people within those groups who believe uh, differently than others. Uh, people in search of power aren't going to be likely to just cede that power to somebody else in their group because they're feeling nice about it, they're going to likely compete over that power. Well, I think in some cases they're friends, and in other cases they're, they're rivals. But the point is, is that they don't friends have absolute point, power. Yeah, they don't have absolute power. But if you look at the fact that the mainstream media is in the hands of about six big corporations now, when it used to be 30 or 40 years ago, there were over 130 of them. So sure. there's, there's more of a consolidation of the mainstream media. No doubt. And, and, I mean, that's true. And the and financial uh, financial system as well. Right. Yeah, it's but, true. You know, it, it, if, like, if we deal with true, then you're dealing with things that people can, that can get behind. I don't think there's too many people that are going to say in this, no, there aren't any rich people. No, they don't have any plans to consolidate power. However, it's... it's when you go off the cliff that you sound like whether even even if you even if it's a true cliff you sound like a nut and so you know the idea that there's one group and that they're they're trying to keep the truth down and yeah i love it when one of these people calls in uh, with this viewpoint that the media is completely controlled by three people and uh mm-hmm. clear channel is evil and uh, then i get yeah, to respond the last caller didn't say that then i get to respond that okay well we're on clear channel radio stations so what do you yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you say to that i mean if they're so evil then why are they letting the number one liberty-oriented talk show in the whole country on their airwaves? Why are we on WFLA in Florida on Saturday nights, prime time, from 7 to 9 o'clock in Tampa? Why are we on there if you know Clear Channel is so evil and is you know, totally centrally controlled? It's not true. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control. Clear Channel just wants to make money. 
This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Juicy Juice, 100% juice, providing a full serving of fruit in every four ounces. Visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to nutrition, kids need both fruits and vegetables every day to stay healthy and grow. For the ideal mix, your kid should have at least one and a half cups of any veggie or 100% veggie juice and one cup of any fruit or 100% fruit juice a day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We will give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. Uh, Features including things like our webcam. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com to watch and to uh, listen the cam, by the way, is up and running again. It was not running last night. It is fixed. So you can go to cam.freetalklive.com and chat, too, because the chat room is built into the same page. And, uh, by the way, that is brought to you by MemoryDealers.com. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBICs, ZenPacs, and X2s. They're all 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP. But most importantly, they're up to 99% off of list price. They're your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They have great prices and service on used networking equipment such as Cisco routers and switches. In stock, ready to ship, via overnight delivery. It's MemoryDealers.com. All right, let's continue to take your phone calls about what you want. Bob is listening in California. Bob, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hey, how you guys doing today? Hey, uh, so Charlie Sheen just got off another radio show. Okay. And he was on Don Geronimo's show. You know Don, right? Nope. I don't know him personally, but I've heard his name before. Yeah, he's out in Sacramento. Now, now Charlie had some new revelations that, he, I guess yesterday he almost got arrested for, he was in a, in a, in a, a store buying cigarettes and he didn't have his uh, credit card. He almost got arrested yesterday. So that's something new. What, well, what, he's he, on the edge, you know. Was he stealing the cigarettes? So why did he get well, He didn't have his PIN number. He he didn't for his credit card, and I guess he's so disheveled that nobody recognized him. You know. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, and I guess his kids. <laughs> this is on Don Dron. He's in KHTK. Don Dron. If you guys want, he, I think he has the audio up there now. Um, his kids. I some of the uh, reports about his kids. One of his kids pooped on the other kid. That's oh, why. The, that's the report of the whole thing. I don't, that's why they got taken away. Oh, my. How Nasty old are these boys? Yes, exactly. I don't, why, I don't know why they're pooping on each other, but you know, I don't even know if that was true. Boys will be boys, I guess. Yeah, well, exactly. And, uh, it sounds like they're running, they're running loose like bad men, yeah. if that's the case. I mean, I don't know how old yeah. these children are. Well, you know? and one other thing on Don Geronimo Show, something about they're using the word pagina a lot. Okay. And that's not even a word. Is that like a cross between penis and vagina? Pagina? But no pajamas and vagina, actually. Oh, okay. What is it? Is it? <laughs> I have no idea why you would combine those words. Is that like one of those insider words that they make up on radio shows, or is, exactly. is there a product? Hey, you, hey, you guys t- tell me a little bit more about Don Geronimo, though. I want to know what you know. Uh, all I know is that he is a uh, I think a host. he's calling in right now. Why would Don Geronimo call no and idea. talk about himself in a third person on this radio yeah, program? Exactly. Don, 
Don's a little bit better than that. He wouldn't do that. Well, Don, Don Geronimo is a formerly syndicated uh, talk show host. His show aired on a bunch of uh, FM talk stations. I think, exactly. I think he was on the, the free FM, but I'm not sure. That kind of imploded, yeah, he's basically. On he's on KHTK in Sacramento. Well, good. I'm glad he got hired again, and thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800. It, it did seem like a plug for, for Don, didn't it? Don yeah, did. like three, three plugs in yeah. a row. He had a pretty good Name voice there, too. He's, he didn't get his yeah. website out, though, so it wasn't very effective. You'd have to go and Google. That's him. okay. That's okay. But yeah, I don't know. You know, he's a radio show host. Good for him. And he's he's one of those guys kind of been in and out of the business. So like he got fired or whatever, or quit, and then broke up with his his other host and was off the air for a while. And now he's back on some stations. So but he, he also dropped one of his signature words. If that's Don's, uh, if that was if that was Don, he managed to dro- drop one of his, his signature words. Like <laughs> you're bada, paranoid. Bada Come bada on. Bui. Why would that guy? Why but, would that guy spend it? Why would somebody uh, spend their time doing that? Uh, the same re- the reason the guy from uh, Orla- <laughs> uh, 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 Oregon did that one. Uh, the other talk show host that did it. Somebody else called our show. Yeah, it's something. Some styles, the style project or something like that. That guy's not a talk show host. Whatever, man. Yeah, he was. He was on the radio at the time. I don't think you even know what you're talking about. Okay, Ryan Michael Style, the kid that no, called it? The, 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 there was a. We thought Ryan Michael Style was this guy when Ryan Michael Style called in. It was a talk show host from like Oregon or Washington or huh. something like that. Okay. That was on one station that you know they took gotcha. advantage of the anybody can call in about anything, yeah. and he drops his name over and over again. He's <laughs> called in more than once, and he ta- talks in okay. uh, an affected voice. You do that when you go into the shows, Ian. <laughs> I'm usually invited on another show, though. I mean, well, I that's true. Typically... Except for the local one here, you've called it. Oh, the local one. I only yeah. drop uh, freekeen.com, not free talk live. Anyway, you know, I mean, talk show hosts are masters of uh, sort of the, uh, the the underground marketing of promotion. I mean, that's that's what they do. They don't actually want to go out and do what it takes to grow their own show like Free Talk Live has, where you call radio stations every day and I call advertisers. Yeah. And between the two of us, we build a radio program. They want to get on somebody else's air and say, hey, what about that uh, Don Jupiter, huh? He's, well, he's on Charlie Sheen's <laughs> on his air and he is just blowing oh, up. His boy. kids are pooping on each other. They're, uh, they're touching each other's vaginas. Yeah, did I mean, did that amazing. make you want to go? And get the interview because it didn't make me want to no. go get the interview. Yeah, I, I don't. I, well, but, but you know, nothing's going to make you and I care that much about yeah, Charlie I'm Sheen. Sorry. <laughs> I, he's just another Hollywood celeb that's blown up, right? I mean, and they, they all, a lot of them do it. Not all of them, but well, a lot of them. I do. can tell you that uh, I, I've had a long relationship with Charlie Sheen because I always really? get told that I look like him. So, okay, I, yeah. I can see that. I just generally say to that uh, Charlie Sheen's that? my yeah, evil, certain evil angles. Brother. Yeah. All right, so 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Odds are Charlie Sheen will not end up seeing the inside of a prison, though. And you've seen it for nine years. I, I hope not. I, I hope that he, he his friends surround him and, and care for him and love him, because that's what he needs right now. He's he's going through some stuff. Let's talk to John in California. John, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hi, how, how, how you boys doing, man? Hey, what's on your mind tonight, John? Well... I mean, you guys have been talking about Charlie Sheen, you know, uh, some guy called in about the conspiracy, right? This isn't that same guy, is it? No, no. Oh, okay. Uh, he, uh, okay, so how I feel about this is that why are we still arguing on Charlie Sheen's topic? Who's arguing? That, that I mean, so many people are getting on. I mean, the blogs are blowing up right now. Every, everything is blowing up. I mean, not you guys. It barely exists right? in my world. I only went. I only went to uh, to see Alex Jones on the View because I wanted to see Alex Jones on the View. I yeah, didn't I care what. A, I think it was. Yeah, a and, and you saw and you saw him blow up, and you saw him go crazy and drop his internet line like fifty. No, times, Alex Jones know? did not go crazy. I mean, he 
Alex Jones was just not being compared Alex to Jones. Charlie Sheen. I mean, he was just doing his his shtick, and uh, I mean, that's a huge coup for Alex to be able to get on the View. Alex was there. I wish I was on the View. He Shoot. was there. He was there in a suit. He looked good. Uh, he you know was relatively nice to the ladies. Yeah, when uh, he's called in on this show, he has been cogent as he possibly can be. When he turn, tones it down one notch, I mean, there's nobody who can uh, push his message the way he can. He's he can true. be very likable and, and yeah. very true. No, but what I'm trying to say is that. Why not put a rest to Charlie and let Charlie do Charlie? I mean, what Hollywood star hasn't had the Charlie Sheen road? What Hollywood star hasn't taken that road? Why can't? And are you asking come? that question of the uh, media in general? No, no. I mean, look, the media. I don't blame the media for going in and you know speculating because I'm frankly well, I would too. If, who you do know, you want I, to take a rest uh, regarding Charlie then? Well, I want people to know that you know Charlie's a human like me and you. He's mm-hmm. a human like us all, and. Humans make mistakes. They now, sure Charlie, do. They sure Charlie's, do. yeah, hell yeah, man. But Charlie's but, made some. Well, yeah, and he's made a lot of them over the years. Yeah, and true, so, very but, true. So you're asking the American people to, to give it a rest, not the, the media? Well, what I'm asking is that if you think it's wrong, that's okay, because cocaine and, um, you know, hookers partying in one room while your kids are in the other was never moral. It's immoral. And what I'm trying to say is that, first of all, a conspiracy theory about Charlie Sheen sounds extremely paranoid and stupid. I agree with you. I agree. Very stupid. What I think is, now look, like you guys were talking about the Bilderbergs. We honestly do not know what they do in those buildings. Are they? um, And I honestly don't care. Yeah, Yeah, right there. I mean, if a new world order was coming, as they say, don't you think that it would have already happened? Don't you think people have would have already assassinated the presidents? Not saying they should, but don't you think that would have already happened? It's a paranoid conspiracy. There's a conspiracy. But it does everything. sell a lot of videos and yeah. uh, oh, you yeah. know, oh, and yeah. a lot of uh, you know radio There's show commercials. There's your conspiracy. Thank Alex you for the Jones. call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. I'll have to say that uh, I, I, Rick Schroeder, there's your actor that has never blown, blown up. This Rick Schroeder, the guy from Silver Spoons, he's been in... What's uh, that? God, he's been in a bunch of movies uh, all over the place. Blonde kid, um, he's hmm. forty years old now. Apparently, he, he hasn't blown up because I've never heard of him. Before. He hasn't blown up, right? right. He's uh, he lives with his wife in a ranch and and has several kids in Colorado. We're coming up here There's at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control. Bring up anything. Free talk. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 90 talk radio stations from Maine to Hawaii. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our 90 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. You can dial in toll-free and bring whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Coming up, by the way, there's a story out of Austin that I think is pretty outstanding as far as activism is concerned regarding a gun buyback program uh, being beaten out by the activists. We'll share that with you here in a little bit. 800-259-9231, though, our primary goal is to take your calls about whatever's on your mind. And, of course, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Now, if you enjoy this program, there are a couple different ways, uh, a few different ways you can support the show. You can go to promote.freetalklive.com 
and get all kinds of different things to help us get Free Talk Live to more ears around the world. Everything from banners for your website to graphics you can make custom stuff with. Uh, you can also uh, download flyers and print those out to promote Free Talk Live. So go to promote.freetalklive.com and get ready. June 20th through the 26th, the biggest freedom-themed event of 2011 is happening this summer. Will you be there? The Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival has something for everyone, and this year you can be a part of it. From live music to games to vendors you won't find anywhere else, the Porcupine Freedom Festival has got it all. And you can get uh, registered, by the way, for just $25 in advance, or you should use our discount code to save 20% on that. So make it 20 bucks instead of 25. You can go to porkfest.com to get registered. P O R C as in porcupine. porkfest.com. Use our code which is free talk live without any spaces in there. So free talk live is the code and that'll save you 20% on your early bird registration as well as 20% on any t-shirts you want to buy in advance, flags and other stuff that they've got there. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be the event of the year and it's a blast. It's always a blast. Free Talk Live is going to be broadcasting live. And as is pointed out, there's all kinds of different things to do. I've heard there's even going to be a dunk tank this year. So they're ra- they're ratcheting it uh, up the event. Over 800 people attended last year. I would expect more to attend this year. People are putting together convoys from all across the country. Go to porkfest.com to learn more. Get registered. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. As we continue here, we'll take your phone calls about what you want. Dino is in Japan. Dino, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, hello. Can you hear me? Hey, Dino. Yes, sure can. What's on your mind tonight? So fi- so glad you finally got to me. I was going to say Happy New Year. I hadn't spoken to you since last year. Oh, welcome back. Um, yes, thanks. Yeah, um, just to, um, first of all, let's clarify a little about this New World Order thing that they're talking about. Uh, first of all, it should be understood that New World Order is no different than the Old World Order, but it's just a financial system, a consolidation of wealth. And you can call it a conspiracy theory if you like, but um, I was calling Obama Manchurian long before he got elected. And what proved that to me was when he went down um, during his campaign, uh, he basically suspended his campaign along with John McCain uh, before the first bailout when George Bush called for it. And he went down there. He supposed before the people and all about change, but he signed for the bailouts, when yeah. most of Americans did not want the bailouts. Mm-hmm. Now, we can call that uh, conspiracy theory, if you like, or conspiracies, but it actually happened. Yeah. And the New World Order system is just a consolidation of wealth in certain hands, and few hands. And it's not just one group. There's many groups. There's the UN. There's groups out of the UN, the WHO, the IMF, the World Bank. And then, you, of course, you have... Um, the CFR and different other groups, but they meet, and this is a this is a few. It's more than just a few thousand. It's about probably about a hundred thousand and all that control. But they are real, and they definitely do it. Now I, I'm calling in because um, I wanted to ask you about geoengineering. Or, but, but first, let me ask you: Have you ever heard of the Georgia Guidestones? Yes. Yeah, there's yeah. some some like rocks in Georgia where I don't know they have stuff written on them and stuff, right? That's right. They were set up there, and they're saying that the Earth should be kept at about 500 million. Of course, we know right now that the Earth is way above 500 million people. But um, they're saying that this should be uh, one of the plans. It's actually the number one uh, point mentioned on the Georgia Guidestone, that the Earth should keep this balance of 500 million people. You can call that a conspiracy theory if you like, 
But well, now let me ask you, have you wait, ever wait, wait, heard wait, of the, Geo... No, no. Uh, the, the, the Guidestones were put there by somebody. That doesn't mean that the, uh, the, the ruling elite of the world sent, uh, sent them out from the Bilderberg group. Um, he said, let's, let's carve this crap into some rocks and stick it in the ground well, in Georgia but there's so no everybody doubt will know what we're about. Point of information, though, there's no doubt that some of these elite types believe in population control. Some I mean, of, lots of people believe yeah. in population control. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Sure, and, and that's what leads to my next question about geoengineering. Have you ever heard of it? Yes. Yeah, sure. It's where they uh, change uh, plants and fruits around to uh, make it so that they're no. more they're more hardy to resist uh, pests and things like that. No, that's a no. I, I'm not going in that direction. I'm talking about those lines in the skies that people call chemtrails. Oh yeah, that's really crazy stuff, huh? No. Uh, well, I mean. I mean, uh, do you agree with that? Or I think it's mostly paranoia. Or, I, I mean, think that I think it's mostly paranoia. I think that there's some examples where they actually have sprayed stuff from the sky, like we were down in Florida when they spray, uh, sprayed malathion, uh, which was some sort of a poison. citrus canker poison or something like yeah. that, and that was very very real. Um, however, I think most of the people that are looking up in the sky and pointing out what are contrails and calling them uh, trails of chemicals are really just you know they're they're paranoid, maybe not to the point of the woman seeing rainbows in her sprinkler in the backyard but you know pretty much almost to that point like where they see okay. everything in the sky and they believe it's something trying to kill them i appreciate hearing them. that ian yeah. however um your thoughts um reflect different from facts there are scientists who say that they actually do this they are called themselves geoengineers they're scientists they have had conventions where they say that they do spray aluminum and bariums and heavy metals up in the sky to reflect sunlight back to the sun to cool the earth because they believe in global warming. So because you think uh, that it's not happening doesn't make it so point of fact that it is actually happening, being stated by professionals. Mm -hmm. Now, where did they state this? Um, I can point out uh, some websites. Actually, it's on YouTube, um, but you can do a Google search of anything that just say geoengineering. It will lead you to some YouTube videos where they have actually take, sat down with and had one-on-one, um, -on -one, not one-on-one, -on -one, but actually uh, live conferences with these scientists. So who's doing it? Is it the, the government? Uh, yes, the, it? Government has, the government backs these funds, and these funds um, allow these scientists to you know, continue with their experimentation on you know, putting things up in the sky. Yeah. It's not condensation. This co okay. These are chemtrails. I understand, people, I understand, I understand the stories. We've had people call in for years talking about this, and it's just, you know, even if it's true, Dino, uh, what are you going to do about it? Well, I mean, there's plenty you can do about it. Yeah. You can actually find out. I mean, they're, they're listed online where they are, and you go down there, and you basically uh, – you, you tell them, I mean, just like the guy did that when they went to the, uh, to the meeting online, uh, to the YouTube video online, they was questioning these people, and they put them on the spot. And basically, you know, we're, we're, we're going for the heart and the mind, and that's what we're out to change. And I think it can, it can happen as more, pe more people become aware of it. So you think but people are going to, what, they're going to beg the government to stop doing this to them and that they're going to care? No, I, I, don't, I don't think they will beg the government to stop doing it. I don't think the government will actually stop. I think what'll ha actually, what could happen is that you appeal to the, to the, the humanity or the human side of anybody that's actually flying these planes and the people that are actually promoting this policy to get them to kind of question, you know, what they're doing. I mean, you've had... It's not a bad Obama idea. It doesn't Rivera work with the cops, out. though. I'm sorry? 
sorry? I said it's not a bad idea, but it doesn't work very well with the cops. I mean, people have been trying to appeal to their humanity for a long time, get them to stop hurting peaceful people, and hey, they've got to get a paycheck, so they'll just keep doing no, it. No, you make a strong point there. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, Do you understand how I, crazy I think... it sounds, though, for somebody to say, like, there's chemicals up in the sky, and they're poisoning us? I mean, that sounds pretty as crazy. crazy as it sounds, and I agree with yeah. you. It does sound crazy, and I didn't believe it until I actually sat down and did some research on it, yeah. and I came I still across don't these it. videos <laughs> that that showed that these people were being confronted. These scientists who were introducing themselves up on a panel stage and so we must. I mean, there must be a way to are. find some of these pilots. I mean, if it's is this like a big secret? Because why aren't some pilots coming out and saying, "Yeah, I've done that"? Well, I mean, maybe they're military pilots. Are they? Is it There's all a military? lot of damn military planes up there? I mean, mm-hmm. if that's the case, because I, I, you know, I see contrails in the sky sometimes, and they're crisscrossing all over the place strangely in the same patterns as jets normally go and you know i mean there's there's a lot more commercial airline uh, flight going on in the united states than there is military uh, air flight and then you got to assume the military planes to some extent want to go where they're going they're not just up there to spray crap into the air so i mean they're they're doing a lot of this stuff now i've heard about the experiments of putting uh, you know aluminum uh, bit flakes into the sky so mm-hmm. that they can reflect sunlight to counteract global uh, warming but that was just an experiment it wasn't something right. that was ongoing. ongoing i mean that would be fairly expensive and also would seem to be pretty uh, inefficient right because those things aren't going to stay up there, right? They're going to... They float around and sure, they'll eventually come back come down, down and they'll get in your food and they'll get in your body. So are soil. you, uh, you know, wearing a gas mask around town? Well, of course not. <laughs> okay. Well, it must but not I, be that I concerning do, to I you. I do go to onsens, if you must know. If you what? I do go to onsens. I do, I do go to hot baths, which actually get cleanses metals out of your body. Thanks for the call tonight, Dino. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Free Talk Live. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal. But something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait, there's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to libertystickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. Libertystickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free as we launch here into the second hour of the program, 800-259-9231. That's the number for you, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. So, uh, coming up here, we're going to give you some news that is not very good unfortunately, about Guantanamo. But first, just to respond to what happened in the last hour, we had Dino call in uh, from Japan about this 
commonly uh, held conspiracy theory, at least common among some of the people that have called this show over the years, it seems, that uh, we're being poisoned and that the, there's mind control going on. Because there's different versions of the uh, chemtrails conspiracy theory. One of them is that they're doing it to control people's minds. The other is that they're doing it to, to poison people. And the other one is that they're doing it to try to control weather. And then, the, you know, human beings dying from that is, uh, is going to be, you know, just some of the consequences of trying to control the weather or, or getting poisoned by, you know, the alleged aluminum and barium that is allegedly being sprayed all over the place. And if it's not a real contrail, it's a chemtrail, and there's allegedly ways to tell the difference, and there's a lot of debate surrounding whether or not you can tell the difference, and there's a lot of debate surrounding whether they actually exist, uh, whether these chemtrails exist. And Dino had called in to say that he'd seen some engineers in some sort of conference some sciencey types admit to doing this, uh, that they admitted to spraying these chemicals in the air, uh, these metals, so they would allegedly uh, reflect sunlight and thereby not contribute to global warming. Did I follow all that correctly? Yeah. Sounds right. And there, there's all kinds of wacky people out there researching different things. I've got something in my hand right now. I'm not saying Dino's about, wacky. He's always seemed to be... No, he's not uh, researching anything yeah. either. But, I mean, there, there are wacky things that are being researched. For example, I have in my hand right here a brochure on a conference on suspended animation where they freeze you and then they, they, they re, reanimate you, so to speak, in like 100 years. Yeah, let me Sweet. get that because I'm going to go. I'm going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I got that in the I'm mail. Kidding. I'm doing that crap. Yeah. Because maybe you don't like the next what's going to happen in the next twenty years, but I mean, yeah. there's all sorts of stuff that research. When I come back, I am never working with Ian again. <laughs> maybe we should freeze you both together and then wake you oh. back up in fifty years. I hope they but, put you on a bunch of good dope before they actually start freezing you. Yeah. They, they would have to, right? But I mean, there's stuff. I mean, the, the military has has talked about this. Uh, officials in the military have talked about and bragged about even back in the nineties about being able to control weather, almost being able to control weather or manipulate weather. I don't know if that's true, but they claim to have done that in the, in the Russian also did research on weather modification as well during the Soviet right. Union Just because somebody's researching it doesn't mean they're going to get anywhere. Though, That's right? true. That's very true. And, and no doubt there have been instances of uh, government people spraying things for experimental purposes or in the case of what we experienced down in Florida to control uh, some sort of canker sore on, on citrus. Were you down there when that happened? I don't think you were. Yes, I was. You were. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that you know that was a big deal, and people knew about it, and they were very upset about it, and rightly as they should be. If it's really happening, then that's pretty that's pretty bad news. They did that in California when I lived there too. There was a big flap of, uh, back in the late '80s, early '90s, with uh, a malathion spraying program in the L.A. area. And uh, a lot of people really made a big fuss about it because you know, it is poison. But the it, question is, is it really happening like these people who are pushing this conspiracy theory want you to believe that it is? I mean, don't know. It, don't know. Well, no, all, they, all, they, and you're right. Nobody really knows. But yet when you, when you go and you look at these chemtrail websites, do your research, they say. Well, if you, once you start doing that, you come across a bunch of crazy-ass websites with pictures that look like contrails or some jet doing uh, loop-de-loops in the sky or you know, just somebody up there having fun or whatever. I mean, there's, there's no way to really know. Maybe you could test. Some of these people are saying now you need to test the streams, test the water, uh, and, test and the snow. Allegedly, that has been done. But yeah. I think we first well, have if it to. Has, if it has been done, then why can't there? You know, why why hasn't somebody picked up on this as like a major story, as a huge expose on the, something that, if it were true, it's would be particularly order, outrageous? They're never going to tell you. 
Don't know. Well, that's paranoid, Mark. I know. <laughs> I mean, there are there are gatekeepers in the mainstream media. That's well established. However, now that you have the alternative media, people are talking about it in the alternative media, which you didn't have 15 years ago. But again, you really don't know until. But let me ask you this, too, though. Think about this. What don't they lie about these days? What doesn't the government lie about? And then we'll go from there. Sure, because obviously, they lie about a lot of things. But there's one thing to it's one thing to know that the government is doing things that are wrong. It's one thing to know that the government is hurting people. We know these things. We don't have to speculate. We can show you example after example of police abusing people. We can show you the government stealing money from people and destroying lives and bombing folks and, and threatening and, and scaring and intimidating. We can show all of this very but clearly. But it's not hard to make the jump to this in some cases. I'm not saying it's true. That's my problem, yeah. Wayne, is that people are making a jump and they're, yeah. they're, they're jumping to the conclusion that there's chemtrails up there and then they start freaking out and they believe they're being poisoned, and they start going to things like Dino was saying. He got, he's got some kind of like, what was it? A therapy? You must know what it is, Wayne. You're like the alternative health guy. Well, like, he might be doing some kind of sauna or who knows. There's a lot of different ways something to, to allegedly, detox. Yeah, to allegedly remove the chemicals uh, from or the the metals uh, from his body uh, that he's ostensibly absorbed from these alleged chemtrails. But the pro- the problem I have is the jump and presuming that these things are happening and spending so much time trying to uh, you know to learn about something that may not actually be happening. Maybe it has only happened in a few experimental trials and that it's not happening on a regular basis i don't want to live the life where i look up in the sky and i see a beautiful sky except i believe that it's raining poison down on me that's not the kind of life that i want to live yeah i I want to be fair about this and balanced about it you know and i know if you remember the tuskegee experiment where they injected the uh, black males with with syphilis i mean this our government has a history of doing this type of thing. It doesn't mean this is true this time, but they do have a history of doing these types of things to their citizens and to, and to foreigners even more so. Sure, they've tested nuclear weapons out in uh, you know out, out west. Yeah, and they blow they blow up depleted uranium bombs in in Iraq and in foreign countries. You know, so why not it's stick not that to the facts? A, you're right. You're why right. not stick? This is my biggest problem with the conspiracy movement is that they go off the rails trying to paint the government as as evil. It already is evil. There's all kinds of things that you could... They do evil. I know that the people within it aren't evil. They think they're doing the right thing. But uh, they're already doing plenty of evil that we don't have to speculate about. I don't have to point up in the sky and start yelling about how chemicals are raining down on me because, well, that's crazy paranoia stuff, and I don't want to be in that camp. Uh, I don't want to believe that for myself as well because then I'll have to start walking around with a gas mask on. And all (laughs) these people that are so serious about chemtrails, why aren't they walking around with gas masks on? Because I know all of them don't, you know, can't afford. I think Dino does pretty well for himself out in Japan. I don't think they can all afford to regularly go and have their toxins removed uh, from their system. So clearly it's not that big of a concern, right? It's just something – it's a neat hobby, and you can know something more than uh, somebody else knows about what the government is It's interesting. Doing. I mean, are they doing this all over the planet if they're doing it in Japan? I mean, it's not like, it's not like our uh, planes from here in the United States are just jumping over to the Japan and uh, giving them a little spritz and then it's coming back. It's a conspiracy. I, I mean, one has to wonder. What are they doing? Yeah. Who knows? So this is my biggest problem. The biggest problem I have with the conspiracy uh, movement is that they, they speculate too much. 
And I understand that's fun and exciting for them to try to figure out what's really going on. Uh, but we got enough evidence of what's really going on to make, to be pretty outraged. I mean, internal checkpoints in the name of so-called immigration control. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got uh, you know taxes being increased dramatically. Illinois increasing their state tax by sixty-six percent, something like that. All kinds of abuse of human beings around the world. In this country, you've got a record number of people sitting in jail cells. The war on drugs, the madness that, that destroys people's families and. And homes and just constant extraction of wealth from human beings and obedience training, all kinds of stuff, indoctrination in the government schools. I mean, there's so much that you can point to that makes it very, very clear that the government is the problem. And indeed, if they're right, let's say they're correct, and that there's this huge campaign to blanket the earth with barium, uh, that uh, let's say they're correct about that. If we can successfully get rid of the federal government, well, that'll solve a lot of that problem, those problems, these you know big evil conspiracies that are out there. Sure. So uh, you know it'll be solved eventually. And in the meantime, there's nothing you can really do about it. There's not much that can be done because you sound like a crazy loon going outside and telling everybody that those contrails up there are really poisonous uh, gases or poisonous chemicals that are trying to kill you or you know brainwash you or you don't or know unless you analyze them in the, in, in the lab. Yeah, and you would never know for sure unless you actually manage to get them, you know, kind of in the, the from, I guess, while they're still in the air, right? Because they're trying to take water from streams, but that can be tainted in a variety you of ways. You can measure soil before and after, I suppose. So if there is a conclusive way to determine this, Wayne, I would like to see the conclusions uh, rather than speculation. But even then, I'm not going to jump on board and start, you know, making this my issue. It's crazy. More coming up. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're as low as $535, double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today. Cruise.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. And uh, some of the features, by the way, on our website include our mobile site, you can access it from your smartphone by going to m.freetalklive.com. That's m as in mobile.freetalklive.com for quick access to our live streams and our podcast. That's m.freetalklive.com. If you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, SACL CAI, the main sponsor of Free Talk Live, uh, the principal over there, Jason Osborne, well, they can handle that for you. They do collections, early up billing. They purchase charged-off receivables. They do so in a manner that's respectful to your clients. They do not try to intimidate them or belittle them or anything like that. They just collect the money that you want and treat your clients the way that you'd, you'd treat them. SACL CAI, you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. All right, so 1-800-259-9231. You can uh, take control of the airwaves. So let's continue here and talk about some real tangible things that we can point to to show that the government is awful. And that it's a decrepit, old idea, barbaric concept that needs to be abolished. Here's the news out of, uh, let's see, I believe this is commondreams.org. 
where they're reporting on the man who promised you change. Barack Obama, he said during his campaign that he was going to get rid of uh, Guantanamo Bay. You remember that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got a lot of votes for that. It, we were going to get out of Iraq too. Yeah, you mean and the government? Was don't gonna, forget. Don't yeah. forget government. Uh, don't forget uh, transparency in the government. And no more lobbyists. Right. Right. Working so, for the government. So here's an update. Uh, according to CommonDreams.org, the U.S. Attorney General is not sure if Guantanamo is going to be shut by 2013. U.S. Attorney General Eric Holder said on Tuesday he was not sure if the prison holding terrorism suspects in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, would be closed by the end of Barack Obama's first term. Now, I'd like to point out that at least in the civics class that we were given in school, so if 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 you don't believe what I'm saying, you have to believe in some kind of conspiracy theory. Um, if you that the gov- that the president has the right to move, uh, you know, people members of the military around. He's the commander in the chief of military. He could. He may not be able to shut down Guantanamo because maybe that's an act of Congress. I don't know. Mm. But he could move every single man, woman, and child out of that base and leave it empty. He could. He very well could. And, in fact, uh, the original story was— The guy that has the peace prize. I just want to mention that. Well, the original Mm. version of this was that, well, you know, we were going to shut it down, but we've decided to just take the prisoners to other prisons around the world. And I don't know if that's actually occurred to any extent. Uh, So they they were already— going back on this particular promise not long after the election is if i'm recalling correctly but some of the other prisons allegedly around the world are a lot worse and and more cruel and and uh, inhumane than guantanamo from what they've said yeah absolutely i mean that's not it's not an improvement it's just they're shuffling their cards yeah they're just the deck chairs in the titanic are just moving around right they're not letting these people go they're just going to play games with them essentially and in this case they're just not even going to shut it down at all uh, and if he's saying he doesn't know, that means it's not going to happen, right? So he says, I don't know, Mr. Holder told the House of Representatives. We will do all that we can. Boy, isn't that a really bureaucratic statement? <laughs> we'll do all that we can, meaning nothing, because they can't do anything, apparently. Right. They haven't done anything yet. It, it, what it means is I'm going to forget about this after we're done talking. Yeah, because like you said, Mark, if they wanted to, They could just go ahead and pull everybody out of there. So clearly they can do more. Clearly they could actually take an action and uh, advance this supposed plan to close down Guantanamo Bay and set these poor bastards free that have been sitting in there and rotting away without any any kind of trial whatsoever on these alleged charges of of terrorism or aiding and abetting terrorism, etc., that they were just swooped up for while they were walking down the street in Pakistan because some warlord decided he wanted to uh, capture a $10,000 reward or however much it was they were paying out for each person that they submitted to the uh, U.S. military as a ostensible terrorist. Uh, that's why a lot of these guys are in there. They didn't have anything to do with any terrorism. They just got caught up in a sweep. And the U.S. government probably doesn't care because they want to have a bunch of guys in there to show all the terrorists that they're catching and preventing from attacking us and killing us. And also, it's you know, it's money. It's it's the size of government. They want their operations to continue at the same size. Nobody wants, no bureaucrat, administrative bureaucrat wants to have his division shut down. Or, or or reduced. Right. So Holder declined to offer any new details about plans on how the administration will prosecute terrorism suspects held at the Guantanamo Bay prison. They've really been moving forward with that, haven't they? Look at all those trials that have been happening in the last three... Oh, wait, no. no. I don't recall hearing anything about trials. Did you, did you ever hear? Yeah, did, I've heard stuff. Has there Have there been trials? I haven't I heard anything about that. I think so. I think not many. If, there, if there's a few here and there, uh, token trials, but... If there not, was a trial, nothing. you'd think you'd, you'd hear like, wow, they've got a terrorist on trial, and look at all this evidence, he's a real terrorist, and boy, it's a good thing they kept him in that Guantanamo Bay, isn't it? No, I didn't hear any of that stuff. Have you? Maybe I missed it. 800-259-9231.
So yeah, really moving forward fast with uh, justice in this case for these these people. The uh, let's see, he said repeatedly that the administration still planned to close the facility. Well, plans uh, don't really mean much, do they? If you don't act on them, I mean, it's good to have plans. It's very important to plan things in one's life. Uh, if you're living without a plan, then you're you know, planning to fail. One might say, but in this case, uh, if they allegedly have plans, maybe they should move ahead with them because it doesn't seem like they're doing that. Uh, the U.S. Congress has barred the Obama administration from bringing any detainees to U.S. soil for prosecution or detention, significantly hampering the effort to close the prison. Ah, see, it's just a bureaucratic snafu. They, uh, you know, there's uh, the different arms of the government uh, battling with one another. That, that's why they can't help these people and, and actually get something done. Well, there were two, the first two years Obama was president, he had, he had a Democratic Congress. Why do they block him? They're, they're in the same party, aren't Good they? Good question. That's still not the point. The point is... You know, whatever excuse they're making, they could pick these guys up and move them someplace and then move every man, woman and child out of this base. They do not need. I mean, let let Congress fund an empty base if that's what they want to do. If he really wanted to do what he said he was going to do and he wasn't full of hot air, he could make this happen. You see, that's the difference between a campaign intention and a campaign promise. If politicians would make promises when they make promises and intentions when they make tensions. When I get to Washington, I'm going to do my best to cut spending and to make government efficient. You know, that's an intention. When I get to Washington, I'm going to shut down Guantanamo Bay, end the war in Iraq, bring government transparency, blah, blah, blah. Those are promises. Do these guys not know the difference between what an intention is and a promise? Because I can assure you that the American public feels lied to, to the point that they don't believe these people anymore, to the point that they think the politicians are lying when their lips are moving. Isn't that good, though? Yeah, I don't know if they believe that, Mark. I mean, I keep voting for them. Well, what are you going to do? Well, I don't... (laughs) Well, they voted for a bunch secede? of Tea Party Republicans, and a lot of them... You can't, I, you can't secede. I mean, you can secede yourself if you're ready to sit around. And I mean, a lot of people consider that waiting to get thrown in jail. Obama administration officials have said the prison serves as a recruiting tool for anti-American militants and has made it hard to sure. negotiate with some U.S. allies to take in detainees who've been cleared of any wrongdoing. Republicans and even some of his fellow Democrats have opposed bringing terrorism suspects to U.S. soil for prosecution in traditional federal courts and instead want them tried in special military commissions at the Guantanamo prison now the reason for that is because they don't actually have a case because if you want someone to have a military tribunal then that means that you want them tried in secret and that you (laughs) you don't have anything that you can present publicly to show people that these guys are actually terrorists if you actually had evidence that they were terrorists you could present that evidence and get an easy conviction but no they just want to take these human lives and flush them down the toilet because government cares. 1-800-259-9231. You take control. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. The 
This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line coming up. Your chance to win a two-pack of the Toda Sack. We'll give that to you here in a little bit. Stay tuned for your chance uh, to get a two-pack of the Toda Sack in a bit. 800-259-9231 is the number you can take control of the airwaves. And you need to know about the cruise. Mark is going on it, and you could attend with him, along with uh, Stefan Molyneux and Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, a couple of uh, great thinkers in the liberty movement. And then there's Mark. Uh, and they're all going to be they're all going to be on the same cruise ship together. And Mark, how can people get involved in that? Uh, go to cruise.freetalklive.com. There's still a few rooms left for this uh, exciting adventure. Cruise.freetalklive.com. We can all get marooned on a desert island. You, me. Stefan Molyneux, it'll be great. Sounds like fun. Cruise.freetalklive.com. All right, so our number here, 800-259-9231. Let's continue. And then Wayne is going to tell us about fake people created by the government online. And this is not a conspiracy theory. We will go uh, first to Larry listening in Indianapolis to WXNT. Hello, Larry. How you doing, boy? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, you know, I'm listening to your conversation. Uh, What on earth? Are we allowing our officials to drag us into a war on terrorism where they've already stated it's going to last forever, and uh, we've already spent trillions of dollars on it? We have the states that are going broke, or at least they claim they're broke. We have uh, our way of life being destabilized after many years, being accustomed to a, a, a good lifestyle, which we can still have now. If we would just stop going around the world messing with people. Well, I am not going anywhere messing with anyone. Well, well, our government, our government, the corporation of the United States is doing it. Remember after the first Gulf War, there was over uh, 200,000 prisoners that surrendered, right? They brought them all over here to America. They were so cute. They was like getting a little little poodle or something and bring your Iranian poodle over. People were showing on 2020 about how they adopted an Iranian soldier because they didn't want him to go back there and be killed by Saddam. I mean, and now Obama has offered the Libyan people, anybody that wants to, a new start can come to their embassy and come to America. That's Is so that true? stupid. And I've seen it in the paper today. Man, it's so stupid. What, the, that stupid? what are we minute, thinking why? about? Wait a minute. Whoa. I mean... Wait, why is that stupid? I mean, if that's really I'm, true, they're they're letting. It's true. Wait, oh, let me let me make sure I'm clear on this. He, you're saying that Obama is encouraging the refugees from Libya a, to come to the United States. That's and right. He said start? we're going to help you in every way we can, and that means to come over as a, a political prisoner. I mean, that is so stupid. Wait, wait, as I a mean, prisoner or to get a new start as, on life? As, as to get a new start on life. Actually, well, that we sounds pretty good. To, I mean, that sounds like a pretty good thing. <laughs> I mean, this is so stupid. Why is I it mean, stupid, Larry? I, I, why don't we think about our own people first? I mean, you can't go around the world every time some mangy dog starts sparking up. You probably don't start him doing it anyway I, by I, giving I, him the I, weapons to do it with. I, I vociferously disagree with you on this. I, mean, I, I don't know I, what all the details are on this, Larry. If they're planning, he said, I see it today. I couldn't believe my eyes. What I, if they're planning on copy. taking, hold on, point of information. If they're planning on taking people's money by threat of force, which is what the government does, and then giving that money to other people, that I disagree with. But the idea of allowing people to come here when they're being uh, persecuted in their own land, or they're afraid to live where they they currently live, or they just want to leave where they currently live for whatever reason. Well, they're I think still it's a good taking thing. your money. If I was some poor uh, sap over in Egypt, the first thing I would do is go to the American embassy and say, I was with Al-Qaeda. 
I know how I can get your information on Al-Qaeda. Just bring me to America, and I'll tell you everything. Well, wait, is he saying they, it's only uh, people that are terrorists that can do this, or no, that it's all it's the refugees? it's people that are refugees from Libya. It doesn't sound to me like there's some sort of requirement that they be uh, they have information that's valuable to the government. He's just... Well, you know, that that could possibly be part of the deal, but I don't know. Mm. But I just think for you guys who are young and everything, and you're white men, right? I, I don't, don't have see, a race. Well, I've, <laughs> I've been down to the capital, uh, capital here in Indianapolis where they're protesting, mostly white people, because they have the good union jobs and stuff. What's happening is is they want to destabilize their way of life, and they're mad about it. They're not going to let that go. They're not going to work. For Is five dollars an hour. What, you're not talking about the government bureaucrats that are protesting. Well, I'm not talking about. Well, see, they they've got you thinking that because they're but they're because they're not saying about all the steel workers and all the electricians, all the carpenters unions that are down there on their doorstep right now. I mean. You can, if you don't have no money, boys, it's hard to be peaceful. It really is. Oh, yeah, I agree that, uh, and, uh, that and, morals uh, uh, cost money, but uh, I think that a free market is the best way for people to earn them, and that's what we advocate well, there's, for. There's, there's no way you can win that argument after we've sat here in, the, in America and spent all our tax dollars on building this infrastructure, building this way of life, to have some stupid... Uh, out of touch uh, attorney, which is what we have as a speaker of the house, and some uh, some corporator like Mitch Daniels come in and try to destroy a beautiful state that I've lived in for fifty some years. And these people are coming in not because the people want them to, but because some conviction they have that they can get all the money. They don't want to share the money. See? Are you talking about at the federal level? I'm talking about at the state level, at right the, here in, in Indiana. Indiana. I see. Right here in Indiana, at our capital today. It's, it's happening. So who's protesting in Indianapolis? We've got the teachers, we've got the carpenters, we've got the steel workers. So now the, the, the regular unions are backing up the government unions? Is that They're backing that's them up, happening? and that's what they should be pleading right down there together, which we've been for two weeks, but we have a speaker that is out of control. Larry, thank and, you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Mm. Lots of different issues, uh, obviously, in, in play there with Larry tonight. Uh, I don't know if it's true what he's saying about them I've allowing looked, uh, I, people. I, 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 I'm, here. I'm looking here in uh, Google News. I have uh, you know uh, searched Obama, Libya, refugees, asylum. I've got nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, if it's true, um, I mean, then... I, I generally don't use uh, you know Google necessarily as my search engine. I often use Startpage. dot com. But there have been programs for, like this for news. I think that it's a good idea. There have been programs like this. I know that uh, Luther, one of our old co hosts in the past, he uh, he was living in Portland, Maine, for a while, and he says that there's a large Somalian population there, and I guess that they were settled there by some sort of federal. Mm-hmm program uh to to bring them in i've also heard there are programs like that in new hampshire too in in concord manchester area i've i've heard the same thing the lutheran church has helped to get the Hmong up in uh wisconsin but uh you know as far as i'm concerned i want people to come to america for a better life if somebody wants to pay for a plane ticket to get them over here that's fine my tax dollars shouldn't 
go for that. Mm-hmm. I just don't think there should be any impedance. There also shouldn't be any help. I'm not going to, you know, they, they, they shouldn't be eligible for welfare. They shouldn't be eligible for all kinds of government freebies. Um, you know, if you're going to have those programs, I suppose you could limit them to American citizens. But, I, you know, quite honestly, I, I don't see why I should be, uh, you know, forking over my money for a bunch of lazy American citizens when, when you know, folks want to come from other countries, work their butts off and make a better life for themselves. Yeah. Well, so, a lot of our ancestors were, were like that. They came over in the, in the my, my ancestors came over in the early 1900s, worked hard, didn't have any help whatsoever and, and, and made a great life for themselves. Yeah. And, you know, they were because for one thing, they were motivated to do that. They couldn't do that over in uh, the back in Italy or wherever they were from, because, well, the, the place was controlled by monarchs and autocrats and things like that. They just couldn't get ahead. So here they had the opportunity to do that. But there wasn't a social safety net. So they were motivated to go ahead and, and earn a living. But so many people come here now and you know live here now that aren't motivated to work because they don't have to. The, they've got the welfare system that, uh, you know, catches catches their slack. And, well, funny, they get more slack that way. And, you know, the, the whole issue with these protests uh, with, with the teachers and everything, it, to me, it's it saddens me because it's at a point now where they're pitting people against one another at, at the local level mm-hmm. because you have the, the public unions, which, by the way, FDR didn't even believe in, in public uh, um, workers yep. uh, being unionized, uh, against the taxpayers. You know, so in other words, if you don't want to pay higher taxes to give them raises every year, then you're, a bad then guy. you're, then you're selfish. Yeah, it's a and real it, problem. It's and a big problem. It, it, you know, it happened as a result of having this coercive taxation system in place. If they, if they were just regular employees working at a job, working at a, a private school or whatever, then mm. they would have. You could have an issue. They could collectively bargain, but then sure. we wouldn't all be on the hook. Unions are not the same as public sector unions. Yes. Not the same. Yeah. 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up what you'd like. This is Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, you can take control of the airway. Dial in toll-free, bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website if you like the show and you like the fact that we give you the website for free, then you can voluntarily support us by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier today over at AMP dot freetalklive.com you go there get signed up use any major credit card via paypal or you can use uh, mastercard or visa right on our website at amp.freetalklive.com and you'll get perks like access to the amp only call in lines the amp only forum as well as uh, a few other things like the amp only podcast go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up get the details and the perks as well that's amp.freetalklive.com as we continue taking your calls nick is on the line in illinois nick you're on free talk live with ian wayne and mark hello Hey, Nick, on Monday, you talked about video game addiction. Yes, sir. I jokingly consider myself something of an expert on video games. I'm a video game designer fresh out of college, working oh, nice. on my first real project with a programming buddy of mine. Nice. And as someone for whom video games are a way of life, I can tell you that you can't measure an addiction by hours of play. The way you measure it is by how often you choose to play the video games over social obligations, mm. whether it's being with your girlfriend or playing tug of war with your pit bull. Indeed. Mm-hmm. If you play video games but still make time for things that are important, 
then you, well, in my case, playing video games is part of my work. Right. But. Well, I'm just, I'm just pointing out that uh, some people will play video games so late into the night that it affects their work. It's to your de- if it's to your detriment, right, the playing the games. Yes. Yeah. Now, something that's uh, important to be aware of for those of you with video gamers in your life is that everyone has a different rate of incidence of those choices depending on their lifestyles, jobs, and personality types. More introverted people like myself who prefer to spend a majority of their time alone will naturally have a lower rate of incidence of those choices and, as a result, will often spend more of their time playing video games. And it's not really, you know, some people will want to blame the video games because it's drawing you away. Well, for some people, they want to be alone anyway. Yeah. And they're just as likely to be writing. I also spend a lot of my time writing. Or Um, reading a book or something like that. Yeah. But there are also a lot more active people who might surprise you with how often they play video games. A lot of uh, mixed martial arts fighters play a lot of video games because it's only physically possible to train so much before you have to rest. Mm -hmm. And during that rest period, they play the games. Um, Something that bothers me when people talk about video games is that it's often treated like smoking, like it's a bad habit that is or cannot be constructive. But movies are the same way, TV shows are the same way, even novels are the same way. It's just entertainment. Well, the purpose of life, as I see it, is twofold, to have fun and to be fulfilled. If you're already doing things that feel fulfilling, then the rest is all about having fun, and different people prioritize those two goals differently. Some people are workaholics who feel like they have to do something productive all the time, but others are content to do a little work and then spend the rest vegging out with video games. Sure, sure. And it's also possible to be constructive with video games. Uh, you can you can learn a lot from them. I personally learned a lot. One is that it's good practice for systems analysis. And I dare say that's what brought me personally to the message of liberty, analyzing games and how they work makes you more aware of how a set of rules influences behavior. Every little flaw or loophole in a set of video game rules gets the heck exploited out of it by experienced players. Mm -hmm. Knowing things like this, I think, made it a lot easier for me to understand Austrian economics. It's very interesting. Yeah, I've got no objection to uh, people playing video games. I like it myself, but I, I do... Uh, I do know the power of the game and how uh, you know it can draw you in, and I've experienced this myself. and And you could say, well, it's Ian; it's your lack of willpower to uh, to exit the game, and that's cer- certainly the truth. Um, but it's it's a very attractive thing to spend time on when you get into it, and you know, and and I agree with you that it is on the same par as television and and other things. I would I would argue that it's better than television because at least you're you're interacting, at least your your brain is probably uh, thinking a little bit more when you're. Oh, it's very engaging. Yeah. It engages my imagination greatly. Uh, most of what I write about is inspired by the games I play and things that I think of when I'm gaming, and I also role-play with friends uh, using open RPG. It's all text-based, and we, we role-play stories from our favorite game universes. Wow, so you're like a fan fiction uh, gamer. Like, you write about the characters and stuff that you encounter in the games? Yes, it's, okay. it's a lot of fun. Cool. Hey, man, whatever works for you. I, I don't, yep. Did you feel like you were being critiqued for, for liking video games when we were talking about that, that topic? Well, kind of. There are some things that Michelle said, but I, I get the feeling I might have been misinterpreting them. Well, I think uh, Michelle has never played video games. She's never games, played, yeah. And so she doesn't quite understand it. And it's easy. It's like it's, somebody who's never taken a drug talking about drugs. It's <laughs> easy to take pot shots at. I mean, you know, there was a time when uh, when, when comic books were looked down upon as, uh, you know, kids' stuff. And, and now people, you know, grown adults. Now they're collectibles. Yeah, read comic books. I mean, as far as I'm concerned. Same thing with games. Now lots of adults play games because they grew up with them. A video game is just another way of, another form of media. I mean, you know, books, magazines, comic 
comic books, mm-hmm. all these things are ways to sort of escape your re- current reality and to enter a new one. And that's all a video game is. And, you know, I haven't talked with Michelle about this, but I suspect that maybe her, her sons or her kids at one time or another played video games and maybe she had trouble getting them off the, the console when, when, once they got started. Because I've had that experience with my kids and we limit their video game time. And if they, if they get out of hand with it, then we take it away and hide it for a while, lock it up. But I still think that they can be very useful in develop, developing certain skills. It sounds Thanks. to me like she had more trouble keeping her children away from books. Didn't she mention that one of them got like addicted to books, sort of? Yeah, I think yeah, she had an older so. daughter. Thank you for the call, books. Nick. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. I would say that he's right and that they are very similar. They are certain, you're right, Mark, that they are another form of media. But they're much more intricate. Uh, you know, they're not as, yeah, um, a, you know, a book, you turn the pages. It's an, and interactive, it's an interactive world that you uh, participate in, sure. Sure, and a book is, is that way to an extent. I mean, you're mad, using your imagination sure. to create the world. And, and as was pointed out, some people will pick up a book and they won't put it down until they're finished. So no doubt that same kind of addictive behavior uh, can happen with, with television and, and books. But there's something about video games, especially some of the new massively multiplayer online games, where, again, we reference this article from Cracked.com where they talk about the things that they do in these games to make them more addictive. Some of the, uh, the techniques that they use are actually like scientifically making these games more addictive than they otherwise might be. And not to say there's anything wrong with that. I mean, you know, if you want to go smoke cigarettes, smoke as many cigarettes as you want to. Just, you know, hopefully it won't de- get to the point where it detriments your, your other things that are going on in your life. Um, so I think that was really was more of a cautionary kind of a, a subject was to point out that this is fun. It's OK to have fun, um, but you can take having fun too far, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, gambling can be an addiction for some people. Yeah. It could be terrible. They can lose, lose all their you know money. And, you know, that's not good. But at the same time, I don't think gambling should be gotten rid of. And also in a video game, compare, as compared to a book or a television show, you are the character. In a lot of games, that is the purpose: is to put you in the role of, you know, the swashbuckling pirate, or you know, the the little beast that runs around, or whatever the character is. You, you are that character, and so the things that happen to that character are happening to you, and they're happening because of the choices that you make in the game. And that's a lot different from a book, whereas you know, you're reading about another character, unless it's like Choose Your Own Adventure or something like that. Yeah, um, I really liked those when I was a kid. Those are fun, fun yeah. books. And uh, but the same thing with a TV show. Nobody's under the illusion that uh, on the TV show, that's you on the TV show. You're not making those choices. It's pre-scripted. It's all happening. Of course, you could point out the video game is also pre-scripted. You can only make certain choices that the game allows you to make. But nonetheless, you are making those choices. Whereas the only thing you choose with television or a book is which show to watch, which book to read. So they're much more interactive that way. And I think that they are that much more powerful as an interactive medium. I love video games. It's my it's one of my favorite media. I, it's one of my preferred mediums. I just don't spend as much time on them as I used to, or maybe as much time as I might like to. Um, but I think they are the most yeah, powerful. When you get medium. rich, maybe you'll uh, start playing video games more, right? I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, but anyway, I think they are the most powerful medium because it's much more involving for the person that is playing them, which means they're more likely, I think, to keep somebody away from a meal or to keep somebody away from a shower or to keep mm-hmm. somebody away from going Some to work. Some people play video games need to miss a meal. <laughs> oh, jeez. Let's continue here. Brian is listening in Indy to WXNT. Hey, Brian. Brian? Hey, guys. How are you doing tonight? That's great. What's on your mind? Oh, I want to talk about the uh, the Democrats walking out of the Indiana State House and how 
the a lot of people, see, I wouldn't say a lot of people, a lot of uh, public union people seem to be in a tizzy about the right-to-work bill that's in the state house right now. And my take on all that is that the union somehow finagled through lobby um, the license to take money from people. i tell you what, hold and that thought. I want to bring you back after the news here in a moment. If you don't mind, I'd like to hold you through the news, and we'll let you continue and expound because you're not going to be able to do it in 30 seconds. Hang on, we'll bring you back, Brian. 800-259-9231 is the number here. That is not the number you need to win the two-pack of the Tota Sack. The two-pack of the Tota Sack will be given to you if you call in at 603-435-1105. That's our special contest line. And you'll win the Tota Sack, which is what, Mark? Tota Sack is a retail grocery bag carrier made of 100% recycled materials right here in the United States. It's an amazing little device. Uh, you know, it'll carry grocery bags like you wouldn't believe. It does a great job. A lot job. Easier. I use and, it every time. Yeah, you can use it as a little sort of plastic brass knuckles. You can go to totasack.us to learn more and order your own, T-O-T-A-S-A-K.us. And if you call now at 603-435-1105, you could win a two-pack. More- MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com this is free talk live you take control of the airwaves and dial in toll free 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line 1-800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com as we launch here into the third hour of the program. Once again, the number 800-259-9231. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. All right. So uh, we continue here to take your phone calls. Uh, Brian was on the line with us at the very end of the last hour, and I wanted to make sure he had a chance to get all his thoughts out. Brian, listening in Indy, are you with us, sir? I am. I am. I uh I'm really watching all these different protests across the country and looking at the um, the wave that came in in the last election, looking for some big changes. And I'm really disappointed the way that a lot of the different state houses have begun to act because they lost the election and they're not they're not taking their pudding and it's. It's like we're not getting our way, so we're going to leave the state house. And this has happened in both Wisconsin and Indiana. And when you look at this deeper, what what's happening, in my estimation, is that the unions are getting very nervous because right now many unions have a state license to take money from people through union dues, whether they want to give the dues up or not. Mm-hmm. They can take those dues, and the state the state has allowed them to do that. Mm-hmm. And essentially what's going on is that with these right-to-work bills, the licenses are being revoked. And that really has them nervous because then they won't be able to funnel money into political campaigns and try and determine the outco- outcomes of elections. And 90% of the money that goes into union dues ends up in Democrat candidates' hands. And if you like this, if you like Democrat candidates, that's okay. But if you want... 
to be fair and equitable about it, the people who are in the shouldn't have to join the union to begin with. Right. And they should that's, be the ones. That's my biggest problem with these public sector unions. And a public sector union is not a union. I'm not against unions. I have no problem with people getting together. Voluntarily. And, right, voluntarily and choosing to uh, you know collectively bargain with employers. What I have a problem with is someone being forced to be into a, be in a union if that's not what they want to do, if, especially if that uh, force comes through legislation. I mean, if the shop, for some reason or another, the boss says, okay, well, you know, we won't hire anybody that's not in the union, if that's what they, mm-hmm. they want to do, I guess. But when it comes to the government, like the, union, the, the unionized employees, they get together and collectively bargain, but you can't get the taxpayers together. And if the, the taxpayers oftentimes won't even go vote in these elections, but you can be sure that their employees, the union workers, will definitely go vote. So you've got this whole situation that it turns it on top of its head, and the, uh, the the taxpayer's the guy who gets screwed. I don't get to tell these employees how to work, but I'm the guy who has to pay their check. Yeah, you know, the, the big problem, too, is in the private sector, <clears throat> if people unionize and, and do it voluntarily without any coercion, that's fine because if they ask for too much, the employer either goes out of business at some point or they move away. But in the public sector, when you have a union who demands more and more from the state government or the local government, what happens, of course, is it pits the unions against the taxpayers, and the taxpayers are forced to pay higher taxes at gunpoint because the unions have the political power to force uh, government, the guns of government on, on, on the taxpayers. And you guys touched on the, the most progressive president we've probably ever had, FDR, was not a fan of public sector unions, and nope. that should tell you something. Right, yeah, this, and, and, and like people would love to uh, equate union, public sector unions with unions, but the fact is the first public sector union didn't even exist until 1958. You're mm-hmm. talking about recent history. Unions themselves, they were uh, Jackson, Andrew Jackson, I think ninth president, seventh president, whatever he was. I mean, he was in support of unions. This is much, they're, they're a much older institution. Anything else you want to share tonight, Brian? Um, that was really my point. I just It's really interesting to watch all this play out across the country. And given what's happened in the last election and see how ferociously, and I, and I guess if I were a union boss, I'd be fighting ferociously too. But, you know, when, when the taxpayers are the ones that have to pick up the tab for all this, they, they should not have a government-issued license to take money from people. That, and that's my main point. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And I liked kind of one of his earlier points that he made uh, on that these people ostensibly believe in the system. Like the, the people that are in the unions and the Republicans, too. Like yeah. Republicans and Democrats ostensibly believe in this system. And for years, there's been this power struggle between the two of them to see who can be in control most of the time of the system to reward their friends and to punish their enemies. Because that's what politics does is it steals money from the, uh, those of us or extorts money from us and, mm-hmm. and then use the G- people that are it, in power. Yeah, exactly. It gives them. it to the people who are politically connected. But, uh, you know, for, for years, it's been, you know, two years here, four years there. One group's in charge. The other group then takes over. And usually the, the way it goes is, ah, oh, shucks, we didn't win this time but next time we'll go ahead and get them and then we'll put our rules on them and we'll show them how it's done in the meantime 
time. I guess we'll just go along with this. It sucks, but that's our system. It'll just double up our efforts for next time. But here he is. Brian was pointing out that they're not really so like okay with the system now. Now they're upset with the system. Now they're no longer just going along with the system until they can have their next election. Now it's their paychecks that are on the line, and so they're they're really fighting tooth and nail in a, in a usual way. Like well, I thought they respected the system. I thought that they you know would follow the system and follow the rules and all that. But the unfortunate part is really is that the unit of value that we use, the dollar, is being destroyed. And so the unions have been more aggressive in trying to keep up with that debasement of the currency than, than people in the private sector who are, are not unionized. Uh, they've kept up a little better, but we're all screwed in the end because of the way they're, they're debasing the dollar. And so it's just pitting the, the average person in a union against other people that aren't in unions. And, and that's the unfortunate part, because that's not what should ha- happen. We should be coming together to demand that they stop ruining our money. That's a great point. And this is uh, another example of what government does, is it pits people against one another who otherwise would not have to do that. Uh, because if these people weren't in these public unions, if they were all, if we had a free market in education and they had a problem, a group of teachers had a problem with their school, they could protest that school and some of us could sign on to support sure, it because they were I getting would. screwed. And, uh, and we, wouldn't have a, a, we wouldn't have a horse in the race, so to speak, because we wouldn't be the ones paying the paychecks. But I was, I was reading an article about that and, and somebody on the comment section, somebody from the Milwaukee area commented that he's paying $15,000 a year in property taxes on, a, on a, like a regular three-bedroom house on a half acre of land. Whoa. And about 12000 of that goes to school taxes. Oh, yeah. Sounds right. So that, that's that's out of hand. That's completely right. over the top. It, it absolutely it, is. Uh, it, it takes a school to break a village. I mean, there's no doubt about it. A government yeah. school, it, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah a government a, school. Government school. In my town, it's uh, something like eighty percent of the taxes at one point it's were going. Madness. To, I mean, I haven't done my math on it recently, but it was just like that. But until sixty percent here. But until the the monetary system is fixed, no amount of money is going to be enough for education or health care or whatever, and that's what people have to get. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. But you're right, Wayne. As long as they're bickering over the details, they're not really focusing on the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. And, of course, these people aren't concerned with the root of the problem. They're concerned with their paychecks. They're concerned with putting food on the table for their kids. They're concerned with their lifestyle, their quality of life. And, and, and I don't raises. blame them. Yeah, I don't blame yeah, them for that. Yeah, you can't blame them for that. And I However, can't blame them for coming out and getting active and protesting these things. I don't blame them for doing that. I can't support them because it's a coercively funded apparatus. It's, it's government. I can't support that. But I don't blame them for doing that. And it, it's important to point out that the government employees – always have a greater incentive to uh, to protest these things than does the rest of us because for the rest of us right. it's well, not as big of a uh, the, the amount of tax that we're talking about that would change is sure. not as significant if to us got, if you've got a hundred uh, government employees taking their paychecks from 10,000 uh, residents then those 10 uh, you know those 10,000 people have a tenth of or excuse me one percent of the reason to go out and protest as the government employee does but the yeah. middle class people that are working in the private sector creating wealth or who pay for this. And because that sector of the economy is shrinking, because people in that sector are having either being laid off or getting pay cuts or working less hours, they're less equipped to even pay the higher taxes involved with giving these people, these public em- employees raises now. At one point, it wasn't a big deal because everybody was doing well. But now we're at a point where everyone's being squeezed and you're seeing it erupt now. All, right, all, over, all over the country. Yep, 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's too bad people won't get this upset about paying taxes and, like, you know, refuse to pay taxes and actually take some action for their personal freedom rather than it's... We see too many government bureaucrats actually taking action as opposed to the average folks. 
Uh, and, but then again, they're scared of what might happen if they don't. And I don't blame them for that either. It's free talk. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you'd like. 800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And Mark, there is, a, I guess, a touring event that's going around the country, isn't there? Yeah, it's the, the Nullify Now Tour, and it uh, lands in New Hampshire on March the 19th. It's the next best thing to secession. <laughs> that's right, nullifying. <laughs> I, I think nullifying is uh, a, a real possibility. There are bills going in houses across America, and um, you know, legislative bodies across America for nullifying. And things are getting done on that front secession it's it's a bit of a pipe dream i'm not not saying i'm against it i'm just saying that nullification on of the federal government on certain issues uh makes more sense and uh you know it's 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 a great way for states to get more freedom for their you know folks from the federal government uh stop waiting for permission to exercise your rights nullify now the tour lands in new hampshire on march the 19th visit nullifynow.com for more information ian you're going to show up uh, i'm going to be emceeing the event no. yeah they invited me which is very nice nullifynow.com i'm not going to be speaking there but i'll be like giving away bumper stickers or something like that something. it'll be like a remote without the remote yeah i'm yeah. planning on going too are you cool yeah cool. Well, no we'll free pizza there. 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. Let's talk to Tom, listening in New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Tom? Good evening. Uh, one thing I want to point out about political discussion, <clears throat> where you know a lot of people agree that there are certain rights that are off limits to the government, whether they call them God-given rights or inherent natural rights. The question is often raised, who will determine just what rights are off-limits to the government? And in that question is a tricky word, determine, because the question, who determines when we're going to have lunch, has control over when we're going to have lunch. Who will determine when the tide will be high tomorrow at Hampton Beach has no control over the tide. Whether you call it a natural right or a God-given right, likewise, you can call the tide natural or God decided when the tide would be high at Hampton Beach. The astronomers who determine when the tide will be high have no control over it, and by making mistakes by accident or design, they cannot make the tide come in any sooner. Unlike courts that deliberately misdetermine where to draw the line between reasonable and unconstitutional, unreasonable searches and seizures. So we got just pointing out how that word is a very tricky one, and when asked who's going to determine it, a good answer is you can, if you want, just come up with the correct answer. Okay? <laughs> the, the, the enemy, tell the enemies of liberty. You can do that. Uh, of course, I have a mind of my own, and I'm quite capable of coming up with the correct answer. And like your third-grade math teacher, I reserve the right to check your answer to see if you got it right. Uh, and by the way, we're going to go by what we correctly determine. Thanks, okay. Tom, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Michael in Texas. Michael, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Uh, hello. I was just uh, wondering 
if y'all had any more news about the guy that burned himself up over his fruit stand. This where, where was the fruit stand? That was I the, thought that that wasn't y'all show that was talking about that uh, a couple of days ago. I don't recall. Tunisia. No. There was a guy that had a fruit stand like in Libya or, or somewhere, Afghanistan or something, and uh, they took his his license. Or he didn't have a license, so they the lady took his scales from him, and he went to the city council trying to get his scales back. And they would give him his scales, so he went and got some gasoline and set himself on fire. Wow, that that's was intense. Well, that's the guy that uh, was in Tunisia. Um, that oh, this is yeah. way back. Yeah. Right. Okay. This is like yeah. several weeks ago. Yeah. This is the event. Yeah. In I Tunisia was just wondering, did the guy die? Did they put him out? Usually, when you burn yourself alive, you die. He I mean, did not die at the moment. Wow. But he did die. From burns, oh, from the Lord. burns. Well, yeah. Just imagine if, if, if people like that had, had that kind of heart over here. You know, but, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying burn yourself alive, but <laughs> golly, that's wild. It's, it's, sure, it's sure an amazing statement. Do, you, do y'all have any idea what's going to fix our dollar? I mean, what's going to put it back at the dollar? You can't worth? fix nothing. It, yeah, it's, it's a fiat currency. It's designed to fail. You know, so you, you, do you believe that, our, that we're going to have a, a one-world currency? I don't, I don't. Some people want that. I, I think that you'll likely see a. Di- well, we do have a one-world currency. It's called the U.S. dollar. Um, it is the world reserve currency, and most people that's most, changing though. Most mm-hmm. countries use it for exchanges between themselves. There's a world worth of dollars out there, um, but unfortunately, the people that control the dollar have been deciding that they're going to print more and more of them, debasing the currency, uh, bringing it down in value. Um, you know, making it so other countries don't want to use it as the world reserve currency. They're there have been a lot of rumblings out there, and it doesn't take too many cracks in this dike for it to blow wide open. Once they begin using the yawn, or uh, they're already using things called SDRs between transactions between countries in some cases. Or That's the basket? Yeah, the that's the basket. Uh, maybe that's the proposal. I don't know. Uh, you, you should check on that, uh, just to check me on that. But, um, Do I have any gold? Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, a lot, I got a lot more silver than silver, I do Silver, I think, gold. is the way to go right now. Gold, I think, is a more controlled market. Well, you know, it's broke a record. Yeah, it has. Yeah, another, it, another record. It's going to break another record tomorrow, and the next day, and well, the next day. Well, that's speculation. It's going to keep going up. You think it's ever going to stop going up? Well, I, I, it's, it's hard not really to say. Go, gold isn't really going up. The dollar's going down. Yeah. Right. Uh, they explain that, Mark. What do you mean by well, that? Well, the do- the dollar is uh, relative to commodities. I mean, there's real there's real wealth in the world, and then there and it's not just gold. I mean, cotton, coffee beans, uh, oranges, pigs, uh, pork bellies. You know, you, you land. Yeah, it's, it's all all these commodities are all what they are, um, and the dollar since there's been more and more of them printed, well. They they become worth less and less because over they're time. chasing the same amount of goods. Yeah. And more dollars chasing the same amount of goods, which is again going back to what I was talking about. Why it's designed to fail. I mean, the when they took the they took away the uh, the silver and gold backing from the currency in this country, that was pretty much the beginning of the end. Yeah. Uh, because then they could just inflate the money supply without any sort of uh, having to have anything backing it. And uh, that has created a lot of the problems that we're facing today, this, uh, this particular policy. And it's not very likely that they're going to re-back the dollar with gold or silver because they don't, probably don't even have the gold or silver with which to, uh, to back it. And I don't know how you put that genie back in the bottle, quite frankly. No, it's screwed. I mean, it's just a matter of when uh, it's all going to really, the, you know, the House of Cards will come crashing down. Can I ask you a personal question? Are y'all Republicans or Democrats? Neither. Well, <laughs> Ian's a registered Democrat. I'm a registered Republican. But we, you'll never hear Republicans and Democrats that sound like we do. like Hannity and Combs. Well, no, but, I did, but we're not real Democrats and Republicans. Like, I'm a voluntarist. I, 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 don't, I only registered as a Democrat uh, mm-hmm. to vote in the, you know, the primary or whatever. I got that's, you. That's all. And I 
and it's because I'm myself a libertarian. So do you think if the Republicans get back in, in, in power, like in, in complete power, like if they win back the executive branch, do you think they're going to have anything to do with uh, fixing the dollar? No, no hell chance. no. No, no. They're going to they're gonna wage war in Iran as soon as they can. Thanks for the call tonight, Michael. Good questions. Yeah. Appreciate hearing They'll from you. They'll find another war to dump your grandchildren's money into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 1-800-259-9231. They've already spent all this generation's money and the next generation's money. At this point, they're just spending money that they'll be paying off. And Well, if if actually these things get paid off because these debts are just going to go defunct. The, yeah, the, the only answer is going to be complete and total bankruptcy of the world economy and starting over. Right, and if you doubt what I'm saying right now, consider... That there were people in Rome when that co- economy was collapsing and said, oh, no, we've been, we haven't been invaded for 400 years. Can't the happen next here. next day, a Visigoth raped his wife. Democrats and Republicans are not going to be the solution to this problem. This is a problem that spans uh, both political parties. Mm-hmm. They use the monetary system that was created uh, by the government, the Federal Reserve, to their benefit, to the benefit of their friends, and to punish their enemies. And they're going to continue trying to milk as much as, of your wealth out of it as they possibly can until the day it does come crashing down. So all you can do is prepare yourself for it. 800-259-9231. How would you go about that? We'll make some suggestions here in a bit. It's Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free. So enjoy those features, including listening options. We've got broadband and dial-up versions of the show. And they're free. And they're around the clock. So 24-7, you can listen to the latest episode of Free Talk Live free over at listen.freetalklive.com and also learn about our 94 radio stations from coast to coast that air this program. Uh, Also, satellite delivery, we've got that too. It's free to air, meaning you don't have to pay a subscription fee to listen that way. There's also our webcam and the Free Talk Live listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen in that way too. So plenty of ways to get this show in your ears at listen.freetalklive.com. Uh, of course, we will take your calls about anything, but just to continue on uh, the topic that Michael brought up, he had some good questions about monetary policy and you know what might come down the line here. And, of course, the, the dollar has been losing value for a long time. But accelerating uh, in recent years. Because the gold backing and the silver backing have been taken away from it, right? Yeah, well, that was the first problem because then there's just too great a temptation not to print money and not right. to hand it off to your friends and enrich yourself. Which has been happening for a long time. And fight wars with it. Fight wars with it, and and every other thing you can imagine. Which is doing. really about handing money to your friends because it's the military-industrial complex that benefits from that. Sure, sure. And it's and printing money. By the way, we didn't point this out. When you print money, or in some cases you don't have to print it, you can just increment numbers in a computer somewhere in the bank's computers. So when you create money, you add money to the money supply. You're actually stealing wealth from. Those of us who create it. So those of us that actually are using Federal Reserve notes, the dollar, we've got those maybe in savings or under your mattress or wherever it is you keep your money. When they print that money and they add to that money supply, it, it decreases the value, that decreases the buying power 
of each one of those Federal Reserve notes. So in, in essence, inflation is the most insidious of taxes. There is The only way to avoid the inflation tax is to not use the Federal Reserve note. And right, how difficult that is that? Do, that much you do voluntarily. Now, admittedly, the entire system is stacked against you. You can't pay your mortgage in gold or silver. You can't pay your electric bill in gold or silver. It's darn difficult to go out and buy a car in gold or silver. Um, so, you know, but but that's their system and you voluntarily use it. And most of the dollars nowadays are actually what are known as euro dollars. They're dollars held in foreign hands, which is more than what's in the United States. Right. And that's the really important point that people don't quite understand. There's a world's worth of dollars out there and once they cease the dollar ceases to be ceases to be the world's reserve currency, that world's worth back. of dollars, that 7 billion people's worth of dollars will come crashing back in on 300 million. Obviously the analogy is doesn't hold entirely true. Some people live on 50 cents a day. But it doesn't change that there's a lot of dollars out there that are being changed hands in foreign countries. Mm-hmm. And that's also uh, with an empire like the United States. People say, well, it's not an empire. We're not going and raping and pillaging and taking all their gold here. No, they do it because they force other countries to use the dollar. And of course, they're being inflated too. And, and that's how it, it's a very, very clever way to pillage a country whether it's your country or a foreign country uh, using your, your money. So, Wayne, the, what can be done? Well, what's, it's going to be done. They're going to do it to themselves because if they print too much money, which they're doing now, as more and more countries repudiate the dollar, stop using it and, and uh, buy things real with it, eventually the dollar is not going to have the pull that it once did. And, and you know, it'll collapse and, and it'll be very painful for a lot of people in the short term. In the long term, it'll be better for everybody. But what can be done as far as you, like, what can you do to weather this storm, to weather the, the failure of the dollar? Get out of debt, um, cut your expenses, put whatever extra money you have into things that are real that you're going to need um, when the, if and when the dollar does collapse. Because it may not collapse. It could be that maybe they will change direction at the last moment and, and they'll be able to... They are magicians. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing how they've, they've kicked the can down the road this far, but it, it always, ends, up their sleeve, it always right? ends badly, though. They can only do so much before it ends badly. And, and believe Because me, the laws of economics are immutable. They can, they can try to work around them. They yeah. can try to manipulate here and there. Just but as Tom over said, time, you, can, you can try to change the tide, but you can't. Yeah, exactly. So um, so gold and silver, if you want to get your hands on some of it, you can go to yeah. silver.freetalklive.com, and that's where we partnered up with Midas Resources, which is the company that actually runs the radio syndicate that we're on, the company that actually helps us get on the 94 stations that we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Midas is behind the Genesis Communications Network, and so you'd be buying from them, and when you buy through silver.freetalklive.com, it, it keeps it simple. There's only a few choices, makes it easy to uh, to make the purchase, and the there's a, I think a percentage goes to Free Talk Live as yep, well. Yeah, you're absolutely buy. But, but, you know, gold and silver are a good core holding. Um, however, you should still have other things that you might need, you know, if you don't have groceries in the store for two weeks. You look, mm-hmm. at, look at the countries that have collapsed. Look at when the Soviet Union collapsed or when Argentina had that big blow up in their economy. Look yeah, what what's ha- it like going to a grocery store in Libya right now? I mean, that can't be a very pleasant experience. Yeah, and, and if you think about what could happen here, if, if the dollar all of a sudden becomes toast and people are just completely wiped out, people who thought they had two hundred grand in the bank, who now that two hundred grand won't even buy you a pair of shoes. Yeah, 
So you so, got to be prepared for that. Now, Wayne, um, I think it's a great idea to get out of debt. Um, that's a good way to live your life. But I don't think that uh, if we're going to see hyperinflation or a collapse of the uh, the U.S. dollar as far as currency goes, that getting out of debt is particularly good advice, simply because there's no reason to. If you I've mean if a, you have a, a if I have a fixed rate a fixed mortgage rate. on a hundred thousand dollars, why in the world would I want to pay that off if inflation is running around eighteen percent? Why would I want to pay off a five five and a half percent fixed uh, fixed rate mortgage? Well, that's a good point, Mark. I think the reason why you want to get out of debt is that a lot of times, for example, credit card debt they can raise the, they can raise the interest rates anytime they want. They can raise them to a hundred percent if they well, want. The law says they can't go above twenty something at this point, and um, you know they've they've got you count on the law to protect. You? Yeah. Well, well, for now, it's a, it, it, that's the law. You could look. Here's yeah. the thing: if you really believe this is coming, take your credit cards, max them to the top, buy gold and silver at gold.freetalklive.com, <laughs> cut them up and throw them in the garbage because the. I mean, these banks are gonna go under, yeah. and it doesn't matter if you owe them money or not. So. You know, if you really believe that you're going to have a collapse, I don't really advocating that, right? really believe it. I'm just saying, if you really believe it, then that you know, screw your credit rating. You want to have you want to have a couple of chickens in the backyard. Mm-hmm. You want to have some you yep. want to have some 22 rounds so you Cows. can shoot some game. <laughs> you want some extra TP. I mean, I don't know how this thing's going to look. Toilet paper is important. Yeah, yes. I, I mean, you'll know you you if if for some reason in the future you want to pay that debt off to that that was created out of thin air by the federal government through uh, the magic of, uh, of, of uh, what do they call that? Uh, when you could make when they make money out of uh, they give you one dollar and it turns into nine um, fractional reserve fractional bank. reserve banking then well go ahead and pay them off your silver would be significantly more at that point so eh, you're not actually advocating that though, right? I'm not advocating okay. going into debt to buy gold or silver yeah, I think it's a really bad idea but going, I am advocating I going into debt is a bad idea in general I am advocating if you have low interest debt don't pay that low interest debt off if you've got debt that's low that less than say nine percent or something like that don't be putting your money in to some uh, in, into a bank at that I'm saying take that money put it into to, to real goods goods like silver maybe maybe in some foreign stocks and you know Asian stocks or something like that you know maybe buy Buying some extra supplies, extra canned goods. Oil stocks, uh, I would have bought them. If I had the money, I would have bought them uh, six months ago when they were really cheap. But oil is now starting to go up. I think you're going to see oil much higher. Uh, but but you know, gold and silver are more practical to hold uh, as a store of value than oil barrels of oil, for example. Yeah. So those can also, be I don't trust those commodity-based, you know, those paper-based commodities. I mean, if for some reason things do, there is a financial collapse. I'm not convinced that I'm going to get my pork bellies. You know what I mean? Well, that's true because it's just a promise to pay. Yeah. Whereas real things that you have are are yours, and you don't have to worry about somebody making good on that promise. Stuff especially that you could if you use for a business or something like that, where you can actually take it and make more from it, or to to create to produce. From There's all those sorts of innovative products. ideas. For example, I've heard of people buying cases of cigarettes even though they don't smoke because you can trade them for things you need. It's a good point. You know, like they in get whiskey whiskey stale ban. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's whiskey. Let's yeah. talk to uh, Jerry listening to WTAR on uh, in Virginia. Hey, Jerry. Jerry. Yes. You're on the air. Go ahead. Oh, oh, I appreciate it. Um, I was just wondering if you had any thoughts in regards to uh, to what um, a current, a global currency will be in, in the future, uh, how it will, uh, if they'll be in the form of a, um, um, a, well, not a euro, but a marrow 
that, that President Obama talked about. Yeah, let's uh, talk about that. Know. Hang on. We'll bring you back here. We can have that discussion in a moment at 800-259-9231. The so-called Amero seems to be more of a myth, um, but who knows? Maybe it'll become a reality soon. We'll talk about it in moments. Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Franks, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. You can still get your call in now at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there free. So enjoy those on us if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live. Shop with us. You know Amazon, right? They're a really big internet retailer with all kinds of categories and products and great service and shipping uh, deals, free super saver shipping on a lot of their brand new items. Uh, you can shop through Free Talk Live at Amazon and Free Talk Live benefits when you do that. Just start your shopping experience over at shop.freetalklive.com. That's where you'll see different Amazon affiliate links for different countries. You click into the one that's right for you, and Free Talk Live at that point, when you place an order, will get a portion of the purchase. So go and get your shopping done at shop.freetalklive.com. As we go back to Jerry listening in Virginia to WTAR. Uh, Jerry, we've got uh, more time for you now, so go ahead with your – what was your question again? Yes, um, the thought about the Amero, I believe, uh, yes. pronounced by – President Obama? I don't believe that was ever announced. I, I, that's never been news I've heard. It was always something that has kind of been, and it's the, the term Amero has been bandied about on conspiracy theory websites for a number of years, since long before Obama, since during yeah, the Bush administration. Yeah, even when Bush was there. But you know, there, it was all based originally on a report that came out of the Council on Foreign Relations called Toward a North American Union, about the a concept of merging the three countries, Canada, Mexico, and U.S., into mm-hmm. one block with, with a common currency. There like, are people like the that Euro. want this. And there well, are people who just want like it. the European yeah. Union was. Yeah. yeah. And the European Union's a mess, uh, by the way, because you don't, basically you have one monetary union, but you still have other uh, indiv- um, independent countries. Right. So, and, and I remember there was a, uh, some talk show host out there put up a picture of what it was supposed to look like, and that was total Hal bunk. Turner. Yeah, the racist the FB, guy. Yeah, the FBI informant. Right. Um, and that was, you know, that turned out to be a scam. So whether there is an Amero in the works or not, there's no real evidence I for it. I suspect they're never going to call whatever it is that they the try Amero. to trot out, the Amero. I think that mm. that name has been uh, sullied uh, up to this point. But I, I do think that, uh, you know, you, now we have world or, the World Bank, you have uh, the, the International Monetary Fund, you have these world organizations, and there's no reason one of those organizations wouldn't try to create a world fiat currency yeah but it would that would take the power away from the different countries and it would seem like the the bankers or the central bankers in those countries would not want to the power uh, lose that is power. already going to go away from the power is taken away from those central banks because the united states dollar is already the world reserve currency those central banks are uh, hamstrung they're only able to pump out fake money to their own indiv- uh, uh, own individual people they have to use dollars to trade back and forth that's what it means to be the world reserve currency mm-hmm. the world reserve currency king of the hill is just about ready to get his jaw kicked in and his crotch kicked out from underneath him and tumble down the uh, down the mountain so and then somebody's going to have to get back on top somebody knows that this is going to happen i don't know 
But the, and those folks are in significantly higher pay grades than we are. So what you're not saying there do, would be one currency, though. You're just saying there'd be a reserve currency. There's going to be a reserve currency, and that currency will probably will it you know if if that currency is a fiat currency that is created for the sole purpose of being the reserve currency, it is a new instituted fiat currency that is intended to be traded back and forth, kind of like the SDIs. SDRs no, right, I understand, are, but that it's not going to replace the that'll other. trickle down over time, and to some extent, perhaps it will replace these other currencies. I don't know. It could also be the Chinese yuan, because the Chinese have built themselves up now industrially. Good. They're creating real wealth. They've, they've stocked up on a lot of uh, uh, natural resources. They have deals to buy directly from Russia now to buy their oil so they don't, they don't have to use dollars anymore. They've got deals with India and other countries. So the, the writing is on the wall. The dollar's days are numbered if, if things keep going in their present direction. We don't know what's going to happen because if you study chaos theory, you know that you can, you can speculate as to what happens. But really, when, when things blow up and get crazy, anything can happen. Well, whatever ends up happening with central banks, I don't have any interest in it, right? Because it's always going to be for the benefit of those those bankers. Uh, what I have an interest in is promoting alternative currencies that are sourced by the marketplace, not by some government. And I think that's going to be one of the most effective ways for us to extract ourselves from this just nightmarish scenario of constantly losing value in our money sure. by replacing the dollar or whatever comes next after it uh, by replacing it with real hard currency or currency that's backed by something valuable like gold or silver uh, things like what we had in the past with the liberty dollar unfortunately the feds were threatened by that so they went and they shut it down and confiscated all their uh, their gold and silver so this is a hard road right i mean they, actually moving forward to having people accept the use of an alternative currency is a very long road but it's one worth traveling and i think we're starting to see that happen up here in new hampshire with the creation of some alternative currencies like the shire silver as well as the uh, the Taz cash and who knows what's going to come next what other advancements will come after that but getting people together in the same place who have an appreciation for the idea of an alternative currency or a value-backed, a real value-backed currency is, uh, is a good idea because how soon that idea is going to take hold nationally is a, is a good question. Maybe sooner than I think uh, as, as things really start to go down the drain. Well, there's a move in Italy uh, to go back to the gold standard. Um, and about a month or two ago, an official from the World Bank, I believe it was, it was either, I think it was the World Bank actually uh, recommended going back on some kind of international gold standard. And quite frankly, Whatever they put out there in place of the dollar, people are not going to have confidence in it unless it's backed by something or allegedly backed by something. So I think you're going to see moves by people who are jockeying for power to try to um, imply that their new currency is going to be backed by something. Even if it's 10%, they're going to try to do something to uh, entice people to use that, that fiat currency. So, Jerry, you got a lot of thoughts there. What do you think? Yes. Uh, well, I was, I was listening to everything y'all said. And, uh, uh, in regards to the gold and the silver, as as, as is common knowledge, uh, the Chinese also are buying up a whole lot of gold and silver, which is um, which has to, in my mind, at least strengthen the value of gold and silver in the future. Uh, whatever uh, backing that that uh, currency is named, so uh, um, not to. I, I know it looks optimistic, and it'll probably be optimistic for years to come. But I would have to think that we would have to think uh, on a optimistic note for any future generations to even survive. 
Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. You've got to stay optimistic. I absolutely agree. I think uh, future generations, one thing we can be certain of is the future generations will survive. But, you know, I, I can see why somebody would be somewhat dejected when thinking about the, uh, the, 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 the leeches that, <laughs> that populate our, um, you know, our governments and, and financial institutions. Well, things are getting better overall, but it could be a bumpy road financially. Yeah. So it's going to be because there's a big adjustment coming. There's a, the pendulum is starting to swing the other way, but in that swing, comes pain for people who've been dependent on the system the way it was. Yep. Yep. All right, so uh, let's continue here. Your thoughts are certainly welcome. 800-259-9231. But Wayne, what is the story with this fake people that the government is creating to go online on its behalf? What's happening? Well, the U.S. government allegedly is offering, or has been reported, they've been offering private uh, private intelligence companies contracts to create software to manage so-called fake people on social media sites. Private security firms employed by the government have used the accounts to create the illusion of consensus on controversial issues, like trolling, trolls, and that type of thing that, that spout out you know, government propaganda, that you're, you know that that's pablum, could be one of them. The contract calls for the development of, quote, persona management software, which could help the user create and manage a variety of distinct fake profiles online. The job listing was discussed in recently leaked emails from the private security firm H.B. Gary after an attack by internet activists <laughs> last week. This nice. H.B. Gary, folks, they're, they're yeah. just bad people. Uh, according to the contract, the software would protect the identity of government agencies by deploy, uh, employing a number of false signals to convince users that the poster is in fact a real person. The single user could manage u- unique background information and status updates for up to 10 fake people from a single computer. The software enables the government to shield its identity through a number of different methods, including the ability to assign unique IP addresses to each persona and the ability to make it appear as though the user is posting from other locations around the world. Included in H.B. Gary's leaked emails was a government proposal for the government contract. The document describes how they would friend real people on Facebook as a way to convey government messages. Wow. This is a really shocking, I think, revelation about 21st century propaganda techniques. I mean, if you think about this. Well, yeah, because they understand that a lot of the information is is passing to people over the Internet now. So they're trying to inject themselves in there through the social media. Through the social media. So if government, let's just look at this theory. So if government comes up with some new plan, whether it's Republican or Democrat, again, doesn't matter. Uh, these these plants will be supporting the government's plan, whatever it is. So the government uh, comes up with this new plan. They then have these agents, these government agents who are operating fake profiles online, put out messages of support for this new. Oh, I just love the government's new plan. It sure is great. This will help families and firefighters and airplane pilots (laughs) and everybody who's good. Yeah, and so they're putting this out there as though they're real human beings that have these opinions when in point of fact they're just fake profiles that the government has created. That's really screwed up it doesn't surprise me at all but you know you can you can pick those up if you read the comments to certain blog posts that are rather controversial uh, we're out of time wayne sorry intern for liberty make a difference get experience and get paid the institute for humane studies is seeking undergraduates graduate students and recent graduates for its summer internship programs they have internships in all types of journalism and public policy the internship includes a generous stipend housing assistance, career workshops, and training throughout the summer. Visit libertarianinternships.com for more information to sign up to receive updates and reminders. Libertarian. It's the shirt you wear most. An essential in any professional man's wardrobe. It's the white dress shirt. And for over half a century... 
The Paul Frederick White Pinpoint Oxford Dress Shirt has set the standard for quality, comfort, and style. It regularly starts at $40 or more, but we're so confident that it will become your favorite shirt, we're making it available at the exclusive introductory price of only $19.95. Go to 1995shirt.com and choose our classic button-down with button cuffs or our traditional straight collar with either button or French cuffs. Choose from regular, trim, and big and tall sizes with 55 combinations of collar and sleeve lengths for an exact fit. Order today and you'll also receive free monogramming and $8.50 value. Go to 1995shirt.com right now to order your Paul Frederick White Pinpoint Oxford Dress Shirt for just $19.95. Enter promo code TUCK. That's 1995shirt.com. Promo code TUCK. 